This podcast represents the opinions of Whiskey Wheels Wounds and guests to the show. The content here is for informational use only and should not be taken as medical advice. Consult your healthcare professional for medical questions. Views and opinions expressed are our own or guests and do not represent any organization we are a member of. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statement or opinion made. This podcast contains explicit language and mature content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Whiskey Wheels and Wounds. I'm Sean Neighbor, nine-year United States Air Force vet. And I am Steve Vickers, 22-year U.S. Army veteran. I'm good. I'm good. Let's ride. Okay, boys, time for the show. So today's episode is going to be a recap of our epic trip out west and back. Um, And we're going to start things off with Steve's got some words of wisdom today. Yeah, I I came across a a, a quote, and the quote is, you grow through what you go through, so make it worth it. So we we start uh, this recap off with that quote. You go through, you grow through what you go through. And uh, that is true through everything we talk about on here. Um, Everything that we have gone through, good, bad, and ugly, we have grown through. Uh, And and we're at this point in our lives lives because we've grown. And, uh, you know, like I was saying on the previous episode is, you know, you can't keep blaming those people around you for holding you back. If you're aware that those people around you are holding you back, then do something about it. So you're either, you know, it's, it's in, in depending on the company you can blame uh you know like i said these 100 people are holding me back and then you know in other company you're like well i want to do you know all this stuff so do it yep right so you know it, it <clears throat> we've we've gone through things we've grown from them yep we're going through things we're trying to grow from them. It's a never-ending cycle. Yes, and it keeps it, um, perpetuating itself. But every time we go through something, we're growing from it so that we're a little bit better on the other side. Yeah. And or we try to be. That's the goal. And, um, you know, and, and like I said the last time, you have those instances where you think you're good until <laughs> – until you know situations prove that you're not so my bike proved that yeah so <laughs> right so and and now you're a little more cognizant of okay this is still in my this is still in my repertoire <laughs> I, i'm still capable of uh making little women cry um um but that, now we're laughing because it's it's not that you know it's not a um 
misogynistic. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a misogynistic laugh. It's, you know, um, dark, it, dark humor. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, it was, a it was, a, it was a, an, an incident that didn't need to be an incident, but turned into an incident and then right. it was an incident. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where throughout, you know, throughout my time in the military, um, I always said that I took things from leadership, good, bad, or ugly. Like, you know, um, one of my, one of my quotes was, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do as a first sergeant, but I know what I ain't going to do Yep, because I seen many instances of this is what I'm not going to do. And, uh, but I had some great, um, with that being said, I had some great first arms, um, especially later in my, uh, career. Um, when I was, uh, uh, their platoon sergeant and, uh, we had some, uh, really good relationships with those people. But early on in my career, um, some of those first sergeants. Well, you know, when we had Andy on, one of the things we talked about was the qualities that we appreciate in you as a commander. And this trip out to Colorado really highlighted that you got us all out there safely. You got us all home safely, minus a mechanical issue or two. Um, and I know you had some challenges. There were some some parts in the trip out and back that you were, you were pretty frustrated about. Yeah. But you did it. You kept us all together, and you know, and, and not every chapter that went out there could say that all their people made it there and back safely. Some of them lost them, but you know, we did. You know, it, it got a little hairy at times, and you know, we pushed ourselves to the limits. But I mean, that's a testament to a leader is getting everybody out there and getting everybody back safely. You know, it's no different. You know, you you say you never lost a guy to combat when you were right. in Iraq. So right. I mean. It's not combat, but it's the same theory. You got us out there safe. You got us back safe. You were always at the front of the pack leading the way. So only, uh, only one Steve tour on the way out yeah. only, uh, of a phrase that we coined. Uh, <laughs> it's not a detour. It's a Steve tour because it's not planned, but it's an adventure and it's not posted. Uh, <laughs> but but it's, <laughs> We zig when we should have zagged, but uh, yeah. And which is funny. Cause I talked to, uh, my therapist this morning about Steve tours and um, she was intrigued. She, she <laughs> um, and, uh, and she's like, try to explain, you know, I'm trying to explain the multitasking. And then she quickly said, you're not multitasking. You're doing several things at once. And I'm like, in that multitasking are the, so I try to break it down. I'm like the things, right? Cause that's, you know, several things at once. I'm like, so the things you say things, I say tasks. Okay. You say several, I say multiple, <laughs> right? I mean, um, maybe I don't understand the word multi- right. multitasking, right? Webster's it, dictionary defines it, not, in her defense. She broke it down to me. She's like, you know, some of them things, you're using muscle memory. Oh, okay. I get right? what she said. So it now. ain't, it ain't cognizant, uh, thinking, you, you know, she's like, um, if you're reading a book and retaining what you're reading and also 
writing an email on a different subject, multitasking. If you're talking on the phone while walking around the kitchen, stirring, you know, um, ingredients in a pot, you're doing two things at once, but you're not multitasking. Uh, I get what you're now. I got you. Right. Like, like I get it, but <laughs> if you're riding and you're trying to follow your GPS, to me that's multitasking. Well, what I what I explained to her is I'm like, um my GPS and I don't have this trouble in my truck because I'm not I'm not worried about anybody behind me yep. in my truck. I'm not worried my each one of my extremities are not doing something independently in my truck. Um, the the truck says turn right in a half mile. I turn right in a half, you know. So what happens on the bike is now that I'm I'm hyper conscious, aware, aware yep. uh, hyper aware of this. You know when, um, you know, it'll say you're, you're going to exit right in two miles, right? So you go ahead and put the two fingers up when we're on the interstate. And, uh, I put one finger up when we're on, you know, um, state routes, you know what I mean? On the interstate, I want to give the, the bikes the maximum amount of time to get over in, in that sort of thing. So I push it out two miles or sometimes, you know, uh, the rear, the rear gunner will get over when they see me running up on a semi and, uh, you know, I'll stick three fingers out the, just to let them know, Hey, in three miles, you know, um, that's why I'm in this lane. I don't need over or whatever. Um, <clears throat> again, that's what's going through. Yeah. I don't know if they're picking that up way back there. Well, so, and, and that leads to a different subject though, is that, you know, when we're talking about this, we're talking about group riding. Yes. So this is more than just one or two bikes. Right. Typically when we're group riding, it's four, five, six, seven, eight bikes. Right. And for the most part, the our group when we ride, everybody kind of understands the dynamics of group riding. Some individuals in the group, whether it's lack of experience or lack of time riding with everybody don't know those, you know, things that those of us that have rode a lot in this group kind of know, you know, you see Sandy are all out and they jump out in the left lane to the tail gunner and you throw them three fingers out. They pop right back in because, because yeah. they know right. they've, they've got that, um, uh, that, 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 that familiarity with mm-hmm. it, you know? Um, but then we have other individuals that when you're running up on a truck, they'll just in the middle of the pack, they'll just jump out to the left, but they don't take into consideration the cars that are blocking the ones in the back. Right. And and so that's where I think that, you know, you and I have talked that maybe we should kind of come up with like a an SOP right. on how to do this because we have some individuals that know exactly what you're doing. Yeah. As funny as that sounds. <laughs> right. And we have other individuals that will just follow regardless. And then we have other individuals that, for the most part, do good in the pack, but they do little things that cause grief for other individuals in the pack. And I think, well, it's that, and it's also, you know, people bring, you bring bring things in with you. 
you rode with other groups, other clubs, other, you know, and they have them other clubs have, a, you know, and every group has its own idiosyncrasies. Right. And their own SOPs and, 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 uh, and rich, you know, he said, you know, a lot of things, a lot that could be alleviate, alleviated with, you know, a little patrol brief yep. before we, before we head out. Um, Especially because the groups aren't always the same people every time. Now a word from our sponsor, Ohio Cigar Mafia. Are you in the state of Ohio and a cigar enthusiast? Join the ranks of over 200 members who enjoy a good stick paired with a sip of their favorite spirit as they raise money for veterans. Ohio Cigar Mafia is a 501c3 who supports the Southeastern Guide Dogs. They allow veterans to witness a brighter future through the eyes of a service dog. Thank you, Ohio Cigar Mafia, for your support. Yeah, mostly the same people, but not completely all the same people. So, yeah, I mean, um, yes, I can do a better job at uh, articulating... um, but again, we're, we grow, grow through yeah, what we go through. So, yeah. you know, this trip to Colorado highlighted some deficiencies in, in our way of doing things. Well, it's because it's funny, you know, I, I like to think that I grow each time I get on the bike. I grow each trip. I grow. And, you know, when I was first the commander, uh, my first long ride was to uh, the upper peninsula of Michigan. There was two bikes. Excuse me, three bikes. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. We went to Colorado. There was nine bikes. Um, and well, one, one was a sidecar. Two were trikes. Yeah. One of the trikes was pulling a trailer. Right. Plus uh, we had what? Three chase vehicles? Yeah. So, I mean, there was, yeah, a whole <laughs> whole lot of moving parts there. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where I have to adjust, you know, um, what we were doing in 2000 going to Michigan and what we're doing in 2023 going to Colorado different. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, a, a good road captain would, um, highlight all those things that we talked about. Um, but I, I, I also think that, um, we can't get better as a group riding if we don't articulate the things that each group member sees. Yeah. And I think that this trip to Colorado we had some individuals in the group that were like, Hey, this is what I'm seeing. Yep. You know, if you're up there, you may not be seeing it because I'm back here or I'm in the middle, you yep. know? And I think that, that willingness for the group to say, Hey, hands up. We, we noticed an issue on this trip. Yep. And, and helped, also helped highlight also the willingness of the person in charge, not to take it personal Yep. and to say, fuck it. We're doing it. You know, like, no, you got to grow. You got to you know, say, all right, yep, um, that's a pretty good critique. That's a pretty good, you know, you do an after action review and and say, okay, yeah, you're right. Like the like when we went out to Dodge, you know, the trip out to Dodge City, we were pushing kind of hard, and um, we got out into Kansas, especially in them rolling hills. My bike was struggling, struggling. That 103 with all that extra weight in the sidecar, it just it. It couldn't keep up on the interstate at 75, 80 miles an hour. And you had a lot of concerns to how the rest of the trip was going to go 
with the way the bike was. And you voiced those concerns. Right. You're like, how the hell are you going to keep up? And I'm like, it's, it's just the interstate. Once we get out to Colorado Springs and we're not flying down the interstate at 75, 80, the bike will be okay. Right. And to its credit, even with its overheating issues, right. it was a champ. Right. On the way back, it was good in New Mexico. Well, no, sorry. When we went from Colorado into New Mexico with the rolling hills, it was still struggling a little yeah. bit. Then once we got out onto flat ground into Oklahoma and Texas, it did pretty good. Right. Um, struggled a little bit in the rain in Oklahoma, you know, just because of the chaos of Oklahoma and the rain. But, you know, as, as a leader, you're like, Hey, on this, so far in this trip with these four bikes, you're a weak link. What you, <laughs> right. You're like, you're, you're, I'm concerned about you and your bike. What can we do to make it better? Right. So you didn't just take off and leave. Right. You know, you didn't just say, Hey, fuck you. You know, we're trying to accomplish a task and you're holding us back, you know, a boat anchor, go do something else. And, and I tried to tell you guys to go on. Right. And you're like, Nope, we're a group. We stay together. We stick together. You know, we go as one goes. And so, um, now, and to that, to that point, there are many leaders out there that everybody has a different way of dealing with that right one one guy don't kill the squad right you know like we have a mission um if you 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 have that slow person in the squad then you know you you cut his achilles in in time to a tree (laughs) and say well we may be back to get you right (laughs) or we may not no I tell you, my frustration with your motorcycle was the fact that I knew the blood, sweat, and tears you put into that thing, the amount of work you put into getting that um, sidecar uh, right, and the why. You know what I mean? The why is important. That's why it's our first episode. You know, um, the amount of fun that Jay had in Colorado was worth everything, all the frustration, everything. And I also know, I also know that that motorcycle is a direct correlation to your mental health, good, bad, or ugly. Right. So when the bike's riding good, you're feeling good. When, when, you know, uh, when there's things to tinker, you know, you're, you're all about tinkering. Um, and that's why I said like throughout the week, I'm like, Hey, the goal for the day is to bring that thing back in this garage and and not touch it, you know? Um, because even though that is your, um, your comfortable spot, you know, where when we come home, we want to eat, we want to, you know, crack open a bottle and play cards or whatever. Your thing is turning wrenches i mean that's but but i didn't want to be turning the wrench i didn't want i like to turn the wrench to turn the wrench but i didn't want to to kill myself to be able to ride the next day right you know i wanted to enjoy everyone's company as well yes and that was my that was my focus on the way out my frustration was the bike is not responding to um the way it should be right. Like, um, and you having to Kentucky wind, right. You know, I'm going to be in third gear going up hills and then I'm, you know, 
that that sort of thing, I'm like, we're gonna kill this bike. <laughs> and the worst thing, the worst thing that could happen is having to put that thing on a trailer. Yep. And get it back to a, Ultimately, that's what we did. But we got back to Ohio. But we got back to Ohio. <laughs> but I mean, like, if we had to put that thing in a trailer in Colorado, that w- that would have been catastrophic. Yes, um, I would have mentally. Yeah. I think that would have been catastrophic. But and to that bike's credit, I beat the fuck out of that thing. Right. <laughs> water pump went out right. on Sunday. Right. And I and you know it's an air cooled Harley with water cooled heads, so the water pump's not absolutely important. But I rode that bitch to the summit of Pike's Peak with it overheating, and it 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 didn't let me down. Right, it was hot, but yeah. it didn't let me down. And yeah, it was hot even <laughs> even at fourteen thousand one hundred fifty five feet when it wasn't wasn't so hot. Um, yeah, and uh, air cooled, and there was very little air <laughs> up at fourteen thousand feet. So, um, but what I tell you. There, are, are you sure you want to take this? To the, I'm riding this bitch to the summit. Yeah. We're either going to get to the summit or I'm going to blow it the fuck up. Yeah, most certainly. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, that, that was the frustration. That was, it was, you know, I knew you were doing everything. If you were falling back, it was the bike, not you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, it, your frustration wasn't with me. Your frustration was with, you knew the negative impact the bike was having on me. Yes. Yeah. I get it. That was my frustration. And I understood that. I did. Like I I knew you weren't, you weren't like this motherfucker and this piece of shit. He should have stayed home. Blah, 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 blah. Like I I knew that. And that's, and I told your dad, I'm like, Hey, we, we got to talk to him. We got to talk him off the ledge here. (laughs) And you know, um, maybe, maybe we have to take the sidecar off and, and maybe like, you know, if that fucking engine shits the bed, then what? You know what I mean? Like, then what? What's 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 the next step there? You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, but and thankfully it didn't. And and I was 153 miles from the house, and the tire let go. Yeah, and that was probably the most frustrated I was for the entire trip. Cause I had 153 miles to go. Yeah. I mean, the, the end was near Yeah, the, the, the and, and she the, gave up the ghost on me. The, the finish line was in sight. And, but your what you said to me when you pulled up, when you turned around and came back to me and rich on the side of the road, made it all worth it. When you said you're a man of your word, That's right. you <laughs> you're going to ride the bitch till she blows up. <laughs> you're a man, of, man of your fucking word. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, but Going back to uh, many, many leaders, they have, um, you know, they would, you, you don't sacrifice the many for the one. Yep. You know what I mean? I, I'd never lived by that. Um, I never lived by that um, creed or, or way of thinking. Um, to me, it's, you know, the, the strength is in numbers. Even if one of the one of the numbers is not at full strength, um, and uh, I I can't leave people out on the road. I can't leave. Um, Which again, when the tire blew, I tried to tell you guys to go on. Right. No, it, right. And Rich is like, I'm not leaving, and you're like, Well, we're not leaving Rich, and we're definitely not leaving you. So right. 
we'll be at the next e- you got the whole group up to the next exit so yeah. not everybody was on the side of the yeah. interstate yeah and that was you know it, it, yeah you, you um you do that and then i think what was i think we're getting ahead of ourselves but what was good with that is immediately when we stopped everyone started um thinking of ways to you know um get you off the road and uh that was because yeah, my first phone call was to dad because he had came 70 across so he was already home right and i said hey i you know grab the trailer i need you to come get me well it's three hours from our house to where the bike broke down down by cincinnati so it was going to be a while right I called uh, the insurance company to try to get a tow, and of course, nobody around Cincinnati was available to tow and or tow the bike or blah 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 blah. Basically, they told me to go fuck myself. So um, that didn't work out. So uh, we had yeah. we had one guy post in a group. Well, we 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 look for U-Haul spots. Um, you know, go get a U-Haul trailer. Um, one of our trail vehicles had a tow hitch so we can go get a, go get a U-Haul trailer. And then it was like, well, fuck, can we even put that bike with a sidecar on a trailer? You know, that those questions come up and, and, um, and you can, we did it. Yep. (laughs) Um, and, but thankfully, you know, when, when you wear a patch that's national, um, like we do. And even though we're in our home state, there's nine chapters in this state, uh, just so happened to be one in Cincinnati. Um, and, uh, you know, two guys on their way back home from work, um, you know, stopped and, and, and rendered help. Yep. So th- that's always good. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, one of those things where you know it don't you don't finish the way you want to but it's not the worst thing possible well and and that's like we talked about with our careers we didn't finish the way we wanted to and it took a long time for us to accept that you know that was okay And, and even now we still don't fully accept it i didn't get to do the last 153 miles on my bike and it bothers me you know that i wasn't able to complete it right but that that not hitting that 153 doesn't detract from the other 3,500 that I did do. Right. Most certainly. And, you know, um, to go back, um, you know, our first leg was a thousand miles from Zanesville, Ohio to Dodge city, Kansas. Um, we did it just under 20 hours. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, to qualify for the iron, butt. You need to do it in 24 hours. Um, and uh, we were not, uh, we were very liberal with our day. Um, we wasn't. Um, we weren't doing 100 to try to make it. We wasn't doing 100 and trying to make it. We wasn't doing uh, 240 miles at a pop. Yep. Because, um, I mean, that. That helps, that helps with the time too. I mean, if you're, if you're doing, you know, five stops at 200 miles, you know, um, we we couldn't do that. Nope. Couldn't do that. Um, You know, Bobby's bike couldn't do that with the trike. Mine definitely couldn't. 
yours yours can do five fifty three point two or something because we did five we did five uh we 100. did oh uh, yeah 100, excuse me 153 or 152 and you you put uh um five point nine five in a six gallon yeah, tank in a six gallon tank so <laughs> but yeah. that was the one fuel stop i was worried about because yeah. it was the longest one yeah and um yeah so we did 100 100 150 miles 152 miles was the longest leg of an eight leg day um and you know we we didn't um we didn't just throw gas in it take a piss and get back on the bike you know we stretched a little bit through a uh snicker bar down your throat um yeah i mean it wasn't we made good time um yeah people do it faster you know whatever um we did it yeah we did it we so, met the requirements we exceeded the requirements yeah we so, weren't 23 hours and 45 minutes we were just under 20 hours we right. had four hours to spare um and uh yeah so and we did over a thousand miles yep now yeah, was, the the, <laughs> the odometers vary <laughs> the odometers vary um but it was well over a thousand um four bikes and we averaged anywhere between a thousand and fifty and a thousand and ninety eight miles right so <laughs> wherever them forty miles are who knows um, so I like my odometer it had more miles right <laughs> so did a thousand miles in a day uh stopped in dodge city um the reason why we went to Dodge city is go to a distillery. Um, didn't end up going to the distillery that night because we missed the closing of the distillery by 30 minutes. Yeah. Oh my God. It was close. And, uh, and we had some weather come in on us. Um, bad weather, but it was cool watching it come in. Yeah. It's had some weather come in on us. So it's, it's one of those, um, it's better to be safe. Um, we left four thirty in the morning. Um, got out to Kansas around eleven thirty at night. Um, and that's four thirty Ohio time, eleven thirty Kansas time, right? Um, which is um central or excuse me, mountain yep. time zone, two hour uh, difference, and uh, so yeah, um. Got up. So that was Saturday. Yeah, that was Saturday. Uh, got up and uh, trolled around um, Dodge City. Um, got to see a cool gunfight reenactment. Yeah. And, and and when I say cool, I'm, I'm, I'm actually being serious. I didn't expect a lot. And they put on a pretty damn good show. Yeah. And uh, down in Dodge City, they, they did a... Uh, um, reenactment of a gunfight at um, a saloon yep. outside of a saloon, um, and it's a working saloon, so that yeah. that was pretty cool too. If you've ever been to Dodge, if you haven't been to Dodge City, they have a museum there. When you go into the museum, right behind the museum, they have a recreation of the old Dodge City town. Right. The original Dodge City, Dodge County Jail is right. there. Yeah. You can look at that. They've got a cemetery and stuff there. They've recreated. It. But yeah, they they recreated that that gunfight between the marshals and the and the outlaws, and it was it, it, like 
When they said they're going to do it, I didn't expect a lot. And then when that big dude come out and speared that skinny dude and drove him into the ground, like it looked like some straight up Bill Goldberg type shit. I'm like, oh, these motherfuckers in, getting after it. Yeah, in the rain. Yeah, I mean, if they, they he speared him into a puddle. So I mean, it was. Um, yeah, they, that was. It was they pretty fake good. beat the tar out of each other. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, and then we got to walk around. It's an actual museum. Uh, a lot of history there, so that was pretty cool. Yep. Um, train, you know, they had a train sitting outside, which was pretty cool. Jay got to be uh, promoted to a deputy. Yeah. Uh, Jay, Jay got us out of speeding tickets. If <laughs> ne- <laughs> he had the ability to get us out of speeding tickets if need so. Um, but, yeah, so that that was cool. And then, um, uh, then we just rode north to Wakini. And that's when the water pump went out. That's when the water pump. Yep, that's when you uh, we spit we spit some. Uh, you know, it's ninety miles from Dodge City to Wakini, Kansas, uh, north, um, and uh, we were on a little two lane road. Um, and and you know, I see you pull over, and, and you know, it's it's one of those things where, um, and you know, everybody had something on their bike that helped. Yep. <laughs> right. Like a zip tie, um, yeah. a tool, uh, whatever. Everybody. So it, it, it was imperative that everyone stopped and everyone, you know, um, yeah, and I, and I was looking for a safe place to pull over cause yeah. there wasn't on that little two lane road. Right. So I rode for a couple of miles with that thing, throwing that overheat light saying, Hey stupid, I'm hot Yeah, because I didn't know at the time what it was. So yeah. Yeah. So, um, so we were ended up, it, it was a um, kind of a hidden blessing because we missed a huge storm. Yeah, we did. Um, in Wakini, uh, the time we spent on the side of the road was enough to get that thing to wash, wash through Wakini. We um, linked up with the rest of our element. Um, you know, we kind of went out um, to Kansas in two chops. One. One early Saturday morning, one late, uh, you know, one left at four thirty, and then one left at seven thirty, eight o'clock or something. Um, and they stopped at five hundred miles, and then you know, uh, Wakini being the other five hundred miles of a thousand miles. Um, so we linked up in Wakini, stayed there tonight, um, had a good time, um, and uh, and then rode into um Colorado Springs Monday. Um about three hundred three a little over three hundred miles. Yeah, something like that. Um that we rode in um and uh got to our Airbnb that we what, stayed in. Was epic. Oh, I mean, yeah. That thing was awesome. I don't I don't know who the fuck found that, but <laughs> that's that son of a bitch was uh, it I mean It had uh I don't know, five bed five bedrooms. One, two, three, four, six, six seven, seven well, bedrooms. Okay. And then uh you count the, the twin bedroom. Yep. Okay. So yeah, I mean there was and we only used six of them. Yeah, we used six of them. Uh, you know, Sarge was unable to go. Uh he had a little motorcycle accident prior to uh uh national, so he was unable to go. 
Um, yeah. So, man. Uh, and then you put five couples in a house. Um, and you, you, you know, you hope for the best. Yep. And, and you, you hope, you know, like, man, every time these five couples get together, it's a great fucking time. But at the end of the night, we go our separate ways. <laughs> we, you know, we live differently. We, you know, and, uh, but for the most part, no real, um, no real, um, drama, no, no real housewives shit. No, no, um, everything kind of worked out well. Yeah, no MTV real world. Uh, uh, yeah. A couple minor hiccups, but I mean, it, it was more logistical issues than personality issues. R- right. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, um, so we did that, uh, got to the house. House was great. Um, you know, very secluded on the side of a mountain. Um, so had turkeys and deer in the yard oh, almost yeah. every day. Yeah. Um, and, and a, and a dog with some bangs. <laughs> he looked like he was wearing a toupee. So I nicknamed him toupee. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, he would just roll up, walk in the garage, say what's up, go up to the front door, you know, just say, hey, 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 fuckers, I'm the welcoming party. Right. He looked, <laughs> he looked like the big white dog on like Bugs Bunny that has the part. You know, you know the dog yeah. has the part, and, the, and it falls down over his yeah, eyes. Yeah. That that dog. This one was gray, so it's an older dog apparently. Um, but this one was gray, but it, yeah, it reminded me of that dog that looked like he had a bad hair piece. Um, he did have a bad hair piece. Um, I don't know if his hair grew naturally into a bad hair piece or his owners cut it into a bad hair piece. And if they did, they should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah, they should be most certainly. Um, so yeah, got in, got into the Airbnb. Everything was good. Um, you know, we, we were fortunate enough to have, um, trail vehicles, um, people, drove out there so that made going grocery shopping and things of that nature um a little easier duchess Uh, flew out so she had a rental car there at the house yep bootlegger had her car at the house um you know all out in sandy they had all out drove his truck and his trailer out Uh, pup had his bike on his trailer rich's daughter and they drove their car out um brenda and Dwayne drove out and then Dwayne rode back um, who am I missing? Oh, Amanda had a rental car, didn't she? No, uh, I don't think so. Oh, okay. No, because nope. someone, someone had to, I don't, I don't think she did. Oh, all right. Well, I think that's all the cars then. Um, but, but anyway, yeah, but yeah. we had plenty, we had plenty of vehicles to, um, we had plenty of reasons not to ride in the rain. We fucking rode in the rain. But it was nice to have the cars to go get groceries and, yeah. and things like that, you know? So, um, that, that, um, so that was Monday. We, so, yeah, we just kind of vegged out Monday night cause you know, kind of let the road come off of us for a little bit. Right. And, uh, and we got up Tuesday and where we go Tuesday, we Tuesday went. was bucket list item for me. Right. Yeah. We rode, uh, we rode to the summit of Pikes peak. Yeah. Um, <sighs> and and that was, it's one of those things where I think, you know, when like NFL teams or sports teams, baseball, basketball, you know, hockey, they, 
altitude when you play in Colorado, altitude is an issue. Yeah. Right. When I was on the army wrestling team, we wrestled out in Colorado. Um, we, we went a week ahead of time and we trained at altitude. And let me tell you, a week is not enough. It, it's not, um, a day is definitely not. It's not, I mean, definitely not. So, Altitude is a, a thing. It's a, a real live thing that affects you. And you don't know it until you're already in it. And, uh, you know. Um, My dad didn't go because he only has a half a lung on his left side. And he knew. He knew that that's not. You know, he struggled. He was struggle breathing at the house. Yes. So he knew that that, you know, the summit wasn't going to be something he could do, yes. which and, by not doing that, he was able to go to the Harley shop, pick up my water pump so we could make things better. But, you know. Right. And, you know, we gave him shit for not going um, because that's what the fuck we do. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, he didn't take it personal. Right. It was just giving him shit because, well, any reason you can find to give my dad shit, it's worth it. Well, and that's how we do everybody. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, no one is immune to getting... And, but I will tell you to a man, soon as I saw him that day, I'm like, it's fucking good. You can go. <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. Even, even some of the ones that are in our group that are in really good shape struggled. Oh, it, it was. Yeah. Jay's 24 and his lips were blue. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, you, you don't know until you know, yeah, you it, know what it, I mean? Whew, man, and, beat my ass. And, um, I mean, even at, in Wyoming, the highest elevation we went, um, just short, just short of 10,000, we rode no issues, um, no issues. Um, and we get up here and we stopped at, I want to say 11, 16 or no, no, sorry. Yeah. The first time we stopped. Yeah, 10-ish, 11-ish, somewhere yeah. around there, yep. And I felt it. Uh-huh. That first that first little pull-off, I felt it. And I was like, oh, man. Yeah. The bike was already letting me know, <laughs> hey, motherfucker, <laughs> yeah. what you doing to me? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 was, I, I was feeling it there. And I'm like, well, it's time to get back. I didn't feel it on the bike. Um, and I'm like, yeah, it's, it's time uh to uh time to get back on the bike and we left out uh stopped at 16 yep so it's 19 mi- for those that don't know it's 19 miles from the from the bottom where you the, go through the gate yep. to the to the summit and yep. then at mile marker 16 is kind of like their big pull off and that's where the majority of people that don't go to the summit stop or they have buses that shuttle you the last three miles or what is it just over a thousand feet? Like yeah. it was 13,000 feet there. Mile marker 16. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And then people, you know, people made business decisions yeah. when we got to 16, yeah. they made grown folk decisions. You know, um, then, my, my, my wife, uh, tore, uh, half of my, um, my <laughs> lat, uh, <laughs> off. Um, and in her defense, you know, I recorded from 16 to 19. I recorded, um, she was recording 
most of the way up. And then when we got above the trees, reality hit her. You know what I mean? And now she's like, we're above fucking trees and there's no guardrails. Mm-hmm. And I'm the, not in an airplane. <laughs> and the fucking guy in front of me, he can't keep his eyes on the fucking road because he's sightseeing. <laughs> right. <laughs> and right. Because you, you couldn't help it. Right. Like it was so amazing. Like, but, uh, yeah. But I recorded, I, I kept my phone in my, um, my phone holder and, you know, I kind of turned it so you can't see my windshield and just, but you can see the white line and I'm like, oh, fuck, look, you know, fuck, look at this. <laughs> and, you know, my tire would go over the white line, you know what I mean? And here it come back and I'm, you know. And that's you know, 13 plus thousand feet to the bottom. Right. And uh, so I show her that. She's like, that's why. That right there is why. Like, you, you're over here fucking pointing, looking at this. Like, you know, the the they had um, sheer face um, ice walls. Where they cut through with that fucking monster snowblower. Yeah. Uh, just sheer face, you know, nine foot, six foot walls. They taper off on turns or whatever. You know, people came and wrote in fucking, you know, whatever little class was here at this point. Um, and I'm over here touching it. I'm, you know, I'm touching it with my, my hand. As we're riding by. As, <laughs> I don't, come on. Uh, that's what that's what gave my wife a panic attack. She's like, "I'm gonna fucking die. On this, I'm gonna fucking die on this mountain." And uh, so, you know, we stopped. People made business decisions. They're like, "Hey, we're, I'm not, I'm not riding my bike up there." Cool. I, Everybody has to make their own decision on where they ride and most, how they ride. Most yeah. certainly, and 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 they probably made better decisions than we did. Hey, problem. <laughs> You know, because we got at the top and we had to ride around the motherfucker twice to find a parking spot and and uh, you know fucking the the the, uh, the gargantuan snow remover deal is still removing snow up there, and you're like eh, maybe this wasn't the greatest of fucking ideas, but we were up there. Um, the longer we stayed up there, the better I felt. Um, I was a complete opposite. Yeah. I, the, the longer we stay, the, the better I felt. I initially, when we first got off the bike, I was like, fuck. However, the, the lasting effects stayed with me longer. Um, I felt residual effects from altitude days yeah. after that. Yeah. Days after that. Um, cause you know, I, th- there were several, I mean, I probably 10 times after coming off that mountain, when we would stop at red lights or stop signs that I didn't downshift at all, at all. And I, try, I would try to take off in six gear or, you know, whatever gear I was in the, the bike's like, nah, you know, <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? You know, like there was the the mental lapses was more prevalent, you know, the day after or two days after. So, um, yeah, Pike Speak, 
phenomenal. Yeah, it was it's a bucket list item for me. Jay rode in a car because, you know, Jay found him a girl that he was going to follow to the end of the earth while we were out there. If she walked off the side of that fucking mountain. He was probably going after. <laughs> and, and and the funny part is, is that it, it's Rich's son's girlfriend. And yeah. Jay gave two dicks that she had a girl, a boyfriend. Like, it didn't matter. She was his. And that's all that mattered. Like, he, nobody else mattered. And he would find a reason to get into that car. And I would tell him no. And Wendy's like, oh, no, he can get in there. Like, when we stopped coming back from the Royal Gorge. And he's like, mom. It's going to rain. I have to ride in the car. Like you get oh, So he didn't ride with us up. So Brandy rode in the sidecar because somebody has to be in the sidecar to ballast the weight out. Right. And she told me when we got up to the top, like she was, she was like cheering me on going up because going up on a bike is a challenge. Yeah. Going up, having to ride the way you do on a sidecar, it, it, it is a, it is not just a mental taxing it is a very physical taxing one and um she was nervous that i could do it and i did it and and she told me we got to top she goes i'm so proud of you she goes you did phenomenal she goes your ability to to handle that going up was great now on the way down i was doing great too until mile marker 10 and mile marker 10 my rear brake said nah fam we ain't gonna work no more so i did the last 10 miles with no rear brakes now, I have ABS on the bike, so when you squeeze the front brake handle, it activates the back brakes as well. And the back brakes are going, making some weird-ass fucking noise. So she was white-knuckling it because once I lost the rear brake, she could tell something changed in my demeanor. And she's like, what happened? Well, I didn't want to tell her, but she was just going to keep asking because you could tell the concern on my face was different. I said, we lost the rear brakes. And then it was basically the last 10 miles of white-knuckle. <laughs> now... Once we got down and the bike cooled off and stuff, everything worked again. It's just, you know, motorcycle brakes weren't designed to have all that extra weight on them. Right. And, and you know, it, it, is, it is what it is. And, but Yeah. And we were lucky in the fact that, you know, um, our our brother chapters, um, you know, guys from 12.3 and 12.4, they were coming up the hill as we were going down. They couldn't get past 60, you know. Or, or it was at your own risk. Yeah. Because the storm rolled in. Uh, and, you know, one of those things where the guy that works at the top of the mountain, when he says, yeah, you can go at your own risk, you're like, well, fuck, man. If, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, with us, he was like, you guys going up? We're like, yeah. He's like, well, then park right here on the side of the road. And we're like, okay. And uh, he's like, all right, go. And and uh, with them, they're like, hey, go at your own risk. And you're like, what the fuck? Well, and he did tell us, too, as we went past him, he said, hey, don't dally because it looks like there might be a storm coming right. in. And if they come in, they get nasty real quick. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so we were lucky. A lot of there was there was people that didn't make it to the top. Yep. Um, but, you know, uh, 13,000 feet is is a pretty good feat. Fuck yeah, it is. Um, in itself. And, uh, so we did that, came back and, uh, Wednesday we were supposed to do Mount Evans. Yeah. I mean, Mount Evans is, it's like the what? one is 50, the, 50 feet more or less 50 feet more. Right. Um, but it was also, um, a hundred miles away, you know, uh, it was 117 miles from our front door to there. And, uh, so that gave us a ride. Um, and, uh, which seeing 
the reaction of my wife, the reaction of, you know, others. Yeah. The, the ill effects of altitude on our group. Yeah. It and, wasn't like one person made it through unscathed. Probably Dakota was the one that was least bothered, right. <laughs> but he's also a young guy. <laughs> yeah. He's a pup. Right. Um, um, but yeah, the, the, the rest of us, like all of us, it, it, it either, either like, you know, you said, Chrissy was like, nah, fuck this. I'm above trees yeah. or, you know, just the sheer altitude whipping our ass. And, um, so, you know, I made the command decision. I'm like, Hey, you know, yes, we spent money. Um, but <laughs> no one gave me, it, it ain't like someone was like, Oh man, you know what I mean? Like everybody, I said, fuck, like, cause I would have done it. Like if you said, I'm still doing Mount Evans, I'd have done it. Oh yeah. yeah. I'd have probably died. Well, well, and that's, <laughs> well here's the other thing that I, I've quickly picked up on, right? Like you Duke Sarge, you know, there's, there's guys out there when I say I'm going to do something th- th- you're not the voice of reason. You're like, <laughs> yep. Yep. And so I got to, you know, like at some point you have to be like, all right, if I do this, they're going to do this. So my wife would have made sure I didn't, but I would have, you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, Chrissy would have rode. You know what I mean? I tell her all the time. She is my voice of reason and she stays mute <laughs> half the fucking time. You know what I mean? And, uh, uh, but, but we ain't got no sense together. Right. And, uh, I was like, fuck man. Uh, but yeah, so I, you know, it's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, I wanted to go. Mount Evans is like the one thing. Cause no one talked about Mount Evans. You know what I mean? Like all the posts on, uh, Facebook from the, our, our state site, the national site, this is Pikes Peak, Pikes, you know, Granted, it's in Colorado Springs, so I got that. And but you know the Mount Evans thing, um, it's it's one of those things nobody was talking about. It that's why I wanted to do yeah. it. Yeah, and, and and Sarge, you know, Sarge was stationed out there, so he gave us a lot of. And you know, he's like Mount Evans is one of those rides that you know it's a slept on secret that's yes it's pretty badass, right? And it's it's one I wanted to do. So, but you had to make that call and, and say, because soon as we would have left out um, Wednesday, half the people would have been stayed, you know, yeah, um, because they didn't want to go or couldn't go or, you know, like, like my dad, you know, he wouldn't have been able to do Mount Evans either. Right. Now he so, probably would have rode there, but he wouldn't have been able to do the, the ride up. Right. So, and you know, and I had that, I had that day planned. We're hitting a distillery here. We're going to go up here. There's a brewery with a, you know, hit that, hit Mount Evans, you know, all that. So I I had that. But no plan survives first contact. Right. Yeah. Um, And and to your credit, you tried to keep, you say all the time when we do things like deployment and stuff like that, everybody's got equal say in it because everybody's there. Most certainly. And so you try really hard not to do things that are going to exclude a portion of the group. Yep. You know, now if we have something planned, you know, like my dad, hey, everybody's going to Pikes Peak. That's not something I can do. And I'm okay with that. Yep. You know what I mean? Like yep. he didn't feel left out 
because that was something he knew about himself that that shit's not that's just not gonna work. Right. And uh, yeah, because everyone everyone has skin in the game. Um, so if 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 you're gonna ride a thousand miles, if you're gonna ride, you know, um, we left a day early because of hey, there's a distillery down in Dodge City, you know, it's closed on Mondays or closed, you know what I mean? Like, we can't hit that. We have to hit it Saturday night. We have to hit it Saturday, right? And then you're like, ooh, like, we're, you know, we're pushing. Like, everything has to go right today for us to get there by 11 o'clock. Oh, yeah, we can do it. We we almost could have. Yep. I mean, and... We hit some construction. Yep. And again... You know, we were at a gas stop and, you know, everybody's like, hey, um, it's 160 miles or whatever. Um, and we had another stop planned. Um, and you guys were like, hey, you can make it. And I'm like. That, I, I don't drink whiskey. So it's, no, no, and that's why. It, right. But and then, you know, Bobby. You know, Bobby and Becky was the same way. They're like, hey, you, you can make it. I'm like, that ain't the point. <laughs> ain't You're the, the ones that wanted us to go to this distillery, right? right? Um, yeah, I'm like, that ain't the fucking point. Um, so, yeah, but we were, um, thing was, you know, that that um, that Sunday we were able to, um, or excuse me, that Saturday we made it that night. That Sunday, we were able to go take pictures at Boot Hill Distillery in um, Dodge City. And there was a local liquor store open, and we got bottles from Boot Hill Distillery. So we hit that little brewery place, um, which was really cool. Their logo was awesome. Yeah. I was at Dodge, Dodge City. Yeah, Dodge City Brewing. Yeah. And uh, I think you got signed yeah, right there somewhere. The, the, but the sticker's right there. Yeah. On the, yeah, Dodge City Brewing. And but Silver uh, Lining. After doing that thousand miles, we needed that day to recoup. Holy shit. Like if we would have done that Sunday and then had to ride into Colorado on Monday, I think we'd have been at least me. I know me and I know dad. Dad struggled there towards the end. Um that 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 Sunday of just kind of lollygagging yeah. and doing that ninety miles, yeah. that was much needed. Yeah. That God, that was much needed. Yeah. And um Yeah, so Doing that, um, and uh, so Wednesday, instead of going to Mount Evans, we ended up going down to um, Garden of the Gods. Garden of the Gods. Um, really cool. Yeah, and then, well, prior to that, what 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 kind of started that day out is we were going right up at the base. We were... Um, the Airbnb was at the base of the mountain and at 8,000 feet above us was the Roy Rogers, Will Rogers, um, shrine of the sun. Yep. Uh, kind of a temple church bell tower, definitely a bell tower. Cause yep. it, it told, uh, a lot while we were there, but man, it was just perched um it, perfectly it, yeah it, it was it, they did a good job yeah and it, it's been ringing bells over colorado springs for like 80 some years yeah um right so it it was amazing so we were right up there 
Um, and um, in your head, when you look straight up and you see it, you're like, oh, well, this road here is going to take us there. Yes. <laughs> and the day before, um, the day before I was out riding um, and I was going to ride up that way. And, um, and I'm like, and it said road closed. And, uh, so I just turned around and came back and I'm like, Hey, the road's closed to get up here. And, uh, you know, uh, link was like, no, it's open. I'm like, well, maybe that ain't the road or maybe there's times or whatever. And uh, so the next day we rode up there and no, that's something different. <laughs> that was like a, it was like a access road to a ranch or something. Yeah. That was something different. And uh, I'm like, all right, you know, reading's fundamental. And I, you know, I didn't read the whole fucking sign. So then uh, we tried to go a different way. It took us to the zoo. Now. Yes. Now that was the right way. And you had to buy tickets to the zoo to get up to the tower. Yeah. And, the tickets to the zoo was um, very expensive if we're not going to go to the zoo. Yeah, it was like, it's like what, 35, 40 bucks or something like that? Yeah, but we're not going to the zoo. Right. You know, just for my bike alone, it was $120. Right. So that don't make sense. Yeah. So just to ride up to the shrine that we can see from our house. Right. So that's where, you know, um, Every night, everybody was like, what are we doing tomorrow? And, and uh, in my defense, <laughs> if you ask at dinner, I can give you a coherent answer probably. Um, after dinner, I'm, I'm already half a bottle in. Uh, so I'm, I'm unable to uh, give coherent answers. And, you know, that first night you – sent out a text message, text message, given the, you know, the lowdown for the next day. Yeah. Cause I got, I got all of you guys before you started becoming inebriated. Right. Since I don't drink, right. I gathered Intel and right. <laughs> put out a message so that at any time somebody could be like, ah, oh, all right, that's what we're fucking doing. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> cause I've learned. Yeah. Yeah. Most <laughs> I've, certainly. Gr- I've grown through what I've gone through. <laughs> right. Most certainly. And, uh, so, the, you know, uh, Garden of the Gods wasn't really planned. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's something we talked about doing. On our way to something else. Yes. Because it, it's not a, you know, it's. You just ride through not, it. Yeah. Or, I mean, you can you can hike through it. it that's a bad four-letter word. I'm fat. <laughs> right. But, you know, it's <laughs> one of those things where um, uh, Duchess took a little jaunt through the garden of the gods. Yeah, she's one of those physically fit people that does stuff like that. Right. She's crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, she took a little jaunt through, um, and, uh, and she's turned into quite the trooper as well. Most certainly. Um, she's rode through some shit weather with us now. <laughs> most certainly. So yeah, rode through the garden of the gods. Um, you know, I left out um, Sandy and All Out that day, um, and it was kind of a on the fly. We were sitting in the parking lot of the zoo yep. when, when you know, 
somebody's like, well, let's go to the Garden of God. You know what I mean? It was one of those things yeah. where. It wasn't an intentional left out. It was a, um, in your defense, you have a brain injury. And nobody else in the group said, hey, let's get a hold of those individuals. You know what I mean? Like, we, we all well, had a part in that being overlooked. Yes. Well, yes. And, and. It initially was just our house going up to that bell tower. Yep. And then uh, Rich and Pup rode in on us as we were we were getting ready to ride out. Yep. And um, they're like, hey, what are we doing? And, you know, that's kind of how that went. And Because uh, yeah, our group was split between two uh, Airbnbs and a hotel. Right. And, and so logistically – at the beginning of the week, we kind of fucked up not making sure everybody was. And I know that I say that we all had a hand in that, but I also know you, I'm the commander. I'm ultimately responsible to make Most sure certainly. my whole chapter knows what's going on. And, and on the way to garden of the gods, I, you know, I told Chrissy, I'm like, Hey, we need to get a hold of, uh, Sandy and Jerry. And, uh, and, in her defense, Sandy's like, what are we doing tomorrow? You know? And I'm like, I don't, I don't fucking know. Um, and, uh, I'm like, when I know you'll know. And so when we got to the garden of gods, I texted her and said, Hey, we're, we're at the garden of God. And, uh, and then when I saw him later, I had to apologize. Um, and I'm like, well, my thought process was, you're at a hotel on the other side of town. Uh, the garden of the gods is between us, right? Where we stay, where you stay. Um, I thought it'd be easier for you to come down to us and not come to us at our house and then ride down here. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, that was my thought process and, you know, um, you know, and they were like, yeah, we got, nope. You know? And, uh, Cause again, I don't like to leave people out. You don't want, you know, um, you don't want people to think, and we've had in the past in our chapter have people think that there's clubs and cliques and, and, and there's a, there's a recurring joke about the cool kids club because it was, it was the the only, and and then we joke also the only requirement for the cool kids club is to show up, Mm. but you know, some people don't, don't get that so we wanted to make sure that that wasn't we didn't want them to feel like they weren't part of the cool kids club <laughs> right <laughs> for lack of a better term right so um so that that was a hiccup that got you know um i'm well, sure i'm sure they felt a certain a certain way initially and, initially and uh but you know me apologizing um for my responsibility in in the fact that they wasn't notified um went a long way with you know and tuesday night when we got back from pike's peak um i did the water pump on my bike yeah um it we turned what turned should have been like a two-hour job turned into like an eight-hour job because of one of my lower fairings decided to be an asshole um but we got it all done we thought we were good and wednesday we went to the garden of the gods and the bitch overheated again and i was pretty upset yeah um, so we went from the Garden of the Gods to Pikes Peak Harley Davidson so I could talk to the service department. Yes. And so, I mean, 
you, you had that. You, you, you know, you had, and, you know, um, fucking, you know, alcohol is not an excuse, but I had a lot of alcohol. I had some. Uh, <laughs> the night before. I had a little marry your mom, mama. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> marry your mama. Uh, marry Joanna. Uh, uh, yeah, I had some. Um, some get right. Some get right. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, um, we were there. We were in Colorado Springs um, six Monday to Sunday. Yeah. Um, so six nights. And uh, like I told someone uh, Saturday at the meeting, um, he was talking about how many beers he drank. And I'm like, I only drank one. And uh, he's like, what the hell you been doing? I'm like, well, I drank one beer, but six bottles of whiskey. <laughs> I've had six bottles of whiskey since I've been in Colorado. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so. So we went to Pikes Peak Harley, which was kind of cool. Um, yeah, um, you know we we kind of skirted the weather that day. Um, you know, went into BJ's in, in eight. Oh, so good. Um, uh, our 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 waitress one was fucking awesome. Yeah, but ladies, you need to step up your game when it comes to hair because her hair game was on point. Yeah, like. Think of the lady from a fifties diner yep. back in the fifties, right? With that beehive, like fucking, yeah, you know, w- w- flow, yeah, you know, kiss like, my grits, yeah, like that kind of shit. And she was Alice. the she was the waitress at BJ's brew house we had. Now she was fucking awesome, yeah, on her point, good, great personality, joked yep. with us the whole nine yards, yeah. But but that hair game was on point. I told the ladies that was with us at the chapter, I'm like, you bitches need to step up your game. <laughs> Right, (laughs) ponytails and headbands just ain't going to cut it when fucking you know flows dropping that kind of shit. Yeah, and then uh, left there, we were able to hit two distilleries, veteran-owned distilleries, right after that, um, and uh, which was cool. We peeled off, yeah, um, and And, went back to the house. Yeah, Um, we were able to hit a couple distilleries in town um, that were veteran-owned, and. uh, yeah, I mean it was it was good, um, and then um, so that was Wednesday. Yep, right? and, and then we had dinner at the at the lanes with the lanes and them. They dinner, they yeah. cooked out on the grill. Yeah, that was that was good. Oh yeah, it was. Wendy, Wendy, you can fucking make some shit. Yeah. Oh my god, like yeah. everything that that woman touched and fed us was amazing. Yeah, I agreed. And uh, we played some fat guy. Wendy is fat guy approved. We, we played some uh, cards against the humanity. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Holy smokes. Um, we got some seriously fucked up people. Yeah. And then we got Jason downstairs at the bottom of the steps flexing for Bree, you know, showing off his muscles. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you're ridiculous. And his response to me was, am I? <laughs> Oh my goodness! And he did a pretty good rendition of uh, Dingsters. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, previous night, so Dad got a little toe up Tuesday night. Yeah, uh, like he drank the majority of a bottle of Jack Daniels. Right after, the, the, so he brings he brings that out after me and Bobby already drank a bottle. Yeah, and he's like, "You guys have to help me drink this bottle," and we're like. <laughs> 
Okay. And then um, halfway through that bottle, that's when the um, <laughs> incident, not the, an incident. <laughs> that's when the uh, <laughs> when Steve made my wife cry. Yeah. Not a, yeah. Yeah. Not, it, it was a big misunderstanding fiasco. It wasn't right. like, you know, but it, it is what it is. She cried not because she cried because she doesn't like conflict and uh, it got the better of her and she got emotional and then she walked away because she didn't want to cry in front of everybody. And then she got her shit together and came back and she was like, fuck this. But by then, you know, but it was all good. You guys hugged it out. I tell everybody all the time, you know, you, you argue like brother and sister. Right. Um, I don't know how many places we've gone where, you know, waitresses and right. staff have been like, are those two brother and sister? Right. Um, yeah. So that night and then he stayed up to like 2.30. Which is way past my dad's bedtime. Right. Drinking the remnants of the bottle. Now, my dad has been clean and sober for 35 years. He's had a couple of drinks, but nothing too crazy. Um, he remembered Wednesday why he doesn't drink the way he did Tuesday night. Yeah. Because he got sick as fuck. And he was sharing a room with Jay. And he had he had gotten up, went and puked, and laid in the bathroom for a little while. Came back, got in bed, thought he was good. Started to dry heave, woke Jay up as he's dry heaving across the room, heading back to the bathroom. So the next day, Jay tells us this epic story of my dad. Dad, dad, papa, he got up and he had to puke and he was in the bedroom and he was like, as he was going across the floor and he was like, as he was heading to the bathroom. He said, then when he got to the bathroom, he was like, I cannot do the way Jay tells that story justice. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it was epic. So he did that rendition for everybody Wednesday night at the barbecue as well. And anytime we met new people, yeah. uh, he shared that that yeah. amazing story with them. Much to my dad's credit, he took it in stride, but it was fucking awesome. Yeah. And then he was <laughs> he was fucking ruined for most of the rest of the trip. He was fucking real. He had a combination of the altitude shits and the whiskey shits, and the, he Jesus was a Christ. fucking mess. Yeah, he was real. There's a reason he got nicknamed Sheets for the rest of the week. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Hey, Dingster, man, we love you. We know you. We know you listen, man. We love you. Look, if we had to take your shit, you got to take ours. <laughs> uh, um, uh, we know you're out on the road somewhere. We love you, man. Um, speaking of which, uh, you know, he got me a uh, shot glass. Yeah. Um, from Texas that uh, we omitted, I omitted. So I appreciate. Well, we stopped that. at a couple places. I don't think they had them. They didn't have them. Dad said he hit the Loves in Brownsville, and they didn't have them. He yeah. had to hit some little rinky-dink old school one down yeah. by Texas or Houston. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, so Thursday we went out to the gorge. Yep, the Royal Gorge. And uh, yeah, bro. Yeah, that was um, awesome. That was it. Was a nice ride out. Yep. Um, the the gorge is, I mean, it it it. We took the trolley across. Yep. I was going to take the trolley back, but everybody else decided to walk on. And you guys were doing with the, the we did the, the, we did the uh, the rope swing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I decided to walk, and I did not want to, but I did it. All the fucking way back. My yeah. dad did it. There were multiple people that stopped. Random people. Bro, you okay? 
Like the ranger was like, dude, you need me to haul you back the other side? Like he did it though. Like he he was his ass was sucking buttermilk, but yeah. he did it. Yeah. I mean, I was proud of him. He did a great job. Like it whooped his ass, but he did it. Yeah. So I mean, beautiful, beautiful spot. Oh my god! Yeah, the train um, tracks at the bottom. Train track at the bottom of the gorge that that um, that uh, goddamn um, paralleled the Colorado River. Yeah, and um, yeah, it, it. I mean, ran. Yeah, with the river. The and, Royal uh, Gorge was was fucking really awesome. Like, yeah. I, I, was thoroughly impressed with how great that was. The and, bridge was really cool. Yep. And uh you know, got some cool picks there. Um and then uh on the way back we hit Skyline Drive. Ooh, which was fucking so weird. It's like a goddamn goat path. It, yeah, it's it reminded me of what, you know, some roads in Afghanistan would look like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um it's just barely wide enough for a car. You're like, why the hell did they bring a goddamn paving truck up here to put the uh, asphalt down. Um, and um, so Skyline Drive is amazing. Um, and, you know, we had some, we had some people that um, were, um, you know, Scared of heights, I guess, would be the 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 term. But you know, when we when you when you did the things that we already did, I don't, you know, I don't think it's scared of heights anymore. I think it's like highly cautioned <laughs> of heights. Like, you know, um, well, we were on the Royal Gorge Bridge coming across. Andy's daughter called him, and he said something about you know being scared of the heights and stuff or i think we were fucking with him or something and she's like dad all the crazy shit you did in afghanistan and you're fucking afraid of heights come on get with it <laughs> right. that i fucking laughed like for a hot minute because that shit like we had already been giving him shit about it and then she just fucking kicked him when he was down his right. own flesh and blood <laughs> right so um yeah skyline drive was amazing yeah um and so it, it's cool. just a little just a little jaunt Right. One way road, barely yeah. wide enough for a car. Yeah. Um, couple miles. Yep. I mean it wasn't, you know followed the highway. But it got you over top of the highway. Oh yeah. It was looking awesome. down on everything. Um, yeah, it was amazing. Yep. Um when we decided we were trying to figure out a place to eat. Yeah. And we had passed passed a place in a little strip mall that I was like, mm, let's try this. And everybody's like, sure, what the fuck, why not? And it was such a good decision. Oh yeah, called the Lost Cajun. Yeah, if you if 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 getting Cajun food in Colorado sounds uh, goofy to you, uh, these motherfuckers do it right. Right. And I got a lot of friends that are Cajun from down that neck of the woods. You would be. I mean, it ain't it ain't the same as what you make in your backyard, but you would be proud of what's being labeled as Cajun food out there in Colorado at this place called the Lost Cajun. Yeah, it was. Uh, pretty special yeah they were so good oh my god i ate so much shit my wife's like why are you getting all that i'm like fuck you <laughs> this yeah. is good shit i can't get this in ohio and when we we came down the road what were we like nine bikes ten bikes deep something like that right yeah all the staff was in their 20s <laughs> uh, yeah on, outside chilling break fucking smoking uh smoking the legal weed i don't know they smoke it's fucking colorado there's yeah. weed but anyways 
regardless, they put their foot in that goddamn Cajun food, um, which was service was awesome. Yep, food was amazing. Um, yeah, Nana, yeah. the little old lady that was working a counter, right? She, she was awesome. Right. I told her, I said, this this is some of the best. Your your place is, you know, it's quaint and nice. Your staff was great, and your food was fucking amazing. Um, yeah, and then uh, after that, we went to a liquor store. That was, I mean, pretty pretty big. <laughs> it was a fucking big ass liquor store. It was nice too. It was like uh, a bougie liquor store. Yeah, and I I fucking dropped my bike in the parking lot because my fucking my hip uh, hip said that. It, it it was fucking slow motion too, yeah. <laughs> and it was the second time that day that I jumped off my bike, and Brandy had to jump over my rest and grab my front brake because the bike was still rolling when I jumped off of it to go help somebody. Yeah, yeah. But you know, um, Mama took a little knock on the shoulder. Uh, the hip is hip is what it is. Um, you, you did miss an opportunity though, as you were going down to yell tuck and roll. <laughs> uh, right. uh, Cause it was just like, it was like time stood still as you just, well, I, over to I the tried side. to hold that motherfucker. I know you did. I tried to hold that motherfucker up as, um, you know, there's been times every now and then, every now and then I, I will. You know, when I don't think about, hey, my front wheel's turned, you know, don't hit the front brake, you know, and then I do, and I'm like, oh, shit, and I can put my feet down and, and hold the bike up, even with Chrissy on it. And it well, when you were also, it was a little bit of an incline to the right, too, right. so and, I mean, uh, yeah, because we've all done it. Yeah, I've, I, we had a, the perfect storm, you know, and my, I couldn't stand up with the bike. My hip just said no. Um, we got it stood up. Yeah, yeah. We, we got I mean, it turned around. Yeah. And, you know. Uh, I, you know, I felt like I felt like fucking dog shit, uh, you know, because I hurt my wife. Um, that That's the only thing. You know what I mean? The only thing I cared about is, you know, she has a bad shoulder anyways. And it was feeling pretty good. And now I re-injured it and, and uh, you know, um, and hurt my pride, you know. Um, Anyway, did minimal damage to the bike, so yeah, yeah, I mean, that's good. Yeah, did minimal damage. I didn't give a fuck about that, anyways. But um, yeah, but we we ended up going into um, the liquor store and um, had a lot of had a lot of great stuff in there. Um, the guys out there were the guys out there were great. Can you grab that uh, bottle, black tall one in? Yep, grab that one. Yeah, um, it's Spirit Hound Distillery Straight Malt Whiskey, distilled in Lyons, Colorado. So they gave us um, this was exclusively distilled and bottled for Jewett Liquors, and they gave us a bottle. Um, so uh, we appreciate them. Out in out in uh, Colorado. Um, Hopefully, it'll us. bring a couple bucks to help one of our charities. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they gave us a bottle. Uh, we told them what we you know what we do, and um, this is cast strength. Um, and uh, 
Yeah. Um, you know, it's one of a kind. You can't get it. You can't get it anywhere. You can't, you know, uh, get it sent to you anywhere. So this will probably end up <laughs> on my shelf. If um, I know you, there's going to be money that's spent to make sure I'll, this hits a shelf in the brick corner tavern. Yeah, most certainly. Um, <laughs> so, um, so we thank the guys out at Jewett Liquor. Um, and uh, you know, oh, on that note too. All Out was wheeling and dealing on the way out, getting us some donations from various places. He was. Um, Outlaw, got, Outlaw Harley-Davidson. Outlaw Harley-Davidson. In Kansas. Yeah. So he, he was he's doing what out, All Out does. And uh, <laughs> so we appreciate the hell out of him. And and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going to make any accusatory remarks. But when he was sending us pictures of the T-shirts that he got, the uh, the 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 fine fine upstanding young lady that worked at that Harley dealership that was modeling them for her she had some assets that were um quite exquisite for the modeling of said t-shirt yeah <laughs> I, I had so, so much so i have no idea where the fuck outlaw Harley <laughs> Davidson is it just says it right on the back of the shirt she was I'm, modeling so i'm pretty sure that my dad fell in love <laughs> And would probably go to Outlaw Harley Davidson right now if he could meet that girl. Yeah, most um, certainly. Yeah. Um, so but, yeah. So um, we leave Jewett Liquor Store um, and uh, head head back towards Colorado Springs. And uh, is that when we went down to Pueblo? That's that's yeah. That's the day we went to the Pueblo. Pe- Pueblo. Pueblo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyways, on the way up, uh, what is that? Um, 20, 25? 25. Yeah, I think on it was the 25. way up twenty five from Pueblo, right? I fucked that up. <laughs> you did. <laughs> hey, people out in Colorado, I apologize. Um, so, anyways, that's that why count? you're working with a speech therapist. That is okay. Um, so, on the way up from there, um, something. Um, uh, astonishing happened on the way home. Uh, you know, my my meteorologist that rides on the back of the bike with me, she was like, I think we can make it. Okay. And then, you know, a little, and then, you know, she's, it's fluid. It's weather. Yeah. Right. She you tries. Know, she, we give her shit, but she, she does a good job. Right. And, you know, meteor, meteorologists go to school to be fucking, you know, 20% right. You know what I mean? Or whatever the fucking, you know, they're like, hey, there's 20% chance of rain today. While it's raining outside. While it's fucking raining. You're like, there's a 100% chance that there's 20% chance of fucking rain today. Fucking jack off. Anyway, so, I mean, it's fluid. So, you know. When she sees, she sees what I see, of course, and she'll see, you know, the clouds getting angry and she'll, you know, tap me. Hey, I think we need to stop or, you know, uh, so we pull over and we stop and we suit up and, uh, well, most people did. Most people. I, I'm at that point now where I'm just like, fuck it. I don't give a shit. Um, we get back on it. We, so I put my, uh, usually I ride and I put my phone in a phone carrier on my handlebars. Um, but when it rains, uh, I have found that 
when my lightning cord gets wet, it makes my radio do crazy things. And um, so I put it into the storage compartment on the, the fairing. Well, little did I know that um, on my iPhone that I have a feature that um, if I'm ever kidnapped or <laughs> someone someone tries to take me, if I hit the, the power button five times, it calls 911. So, you know, I put it in this little pocket and apparently hitting the vibration or hitting whatever – it it caught so in my helmet, you know, <laughs> rain's coming in, so we put our full face helmets on, and and now I have the communication system, so the music and everything's going through my helmet, so you know, well, I'm just rolling, and all of a sudden, boom! It nine one one, what's your emergency? I'm like, uh, I didn't call you. <laughs> um, yes, sir, you did. Uh, no, I didn't. This is a scam. You're a telemarketer, <laughs> right? And I'm like, uh, the, you know. Uh, can you tell me where you're located? I'm like, yeah, I'm going 80 miles an hour on 25 <laughs> going north to Colorado Springs. And uh, I'm like, I'm on my motorcycle. I didn't, you know, she's like, so there's no emergency. I'm like, no. Like, what's your name? And I tell her, okay, so there's no emergency. I'm like, no, like we're good. And uh, so she hangs up. And so that's the funny, you know, funny part. The The amazing part was when we got into Colorado Springs on the, the outskirts, we were about nine miles from our Airbnb. And we were able to witness the, the and I think it's probably the first time in my life where you see the rain wall. Yeah. The but, sheer face of rain. It, you know, everything to the left is it just rain and everything to the right is not. And but you see you see the 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 deparkation line of rain. Yeah, Brandy had my phone and she took some of the pictures and you see the the sun going down in the west, yeah. and you see the 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 rain line, and then you see the dark to the right. Like it was the fucking wildest thing yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, and then you know, and then you're like, Ooh, we're, you know, we're gonna get into this, and we did, and it was pretty. It, <laughs> it was, wasn't just rain. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a little bit of everything. We got a lot of hail that week. We did um, a lot. We we most certainly did, and there was hail there, and then just. Just the sunset behind the mountains in that angry sky, you know, you're you're in hail, but that sunset, I mean, it was nice. Yeah, it was. It was nice. And you're like, but just the sheer fact that you can see that line of weather is amazing to me. Um, so made it home that night, um, ordered in. Um, yeah, because we 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 were supposed to do spaghetti dinner. Brandy was going to make spaghetti dinner, right. but we had had the lost Cajun so late in the day that it wasn't going to be. It, it didn't make logical sense to come home and make a big old spaghetti dinner. Right. So that's when we we everybody kind of later and, in the evening ordered, and everybody it. was still filling. Yeah, still filling the Cajun food. Oh, it was so good. Uh, Fuck, it was so good. And uh, 
so yeah, so ordered in. Um, so Friday, Friday, uh, I had meetings. Um, that's the one thing about, you know, uh, national trips, you know, you have a good vacation that gets interrupted with, with work, with meetings. Um, so I had, uh, me and Dwayne had meetings, um, that, you know, it, it's their meetings. It, yes. But every, you know, every time I go to a meeting, the one thing that's constant that I take away from every meeting that I have is the question of either these motherfuckers care too much or I don't care enough because some of the things that they're bringing up, I'm like, that didn't even enter my brain cavity group of (laughs) Things I give a fuck about, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, uh, and and the ladies had their uh, meet and greet, their auxiliary meet yeah, and greet. They had their auxiliary meet and greet, which um, you know they had uh, little matchy outfits yeah, and shoes. They and, they, they went uh, above and beyond um, to get right for that. Um, we had some lunch at. The host hotel, we did some shopping um, from the vendors at the host hotel and then came back to the crib. Um, Friday was just kind of a, a lazy day. It was. It was. And then uh, Saturday had the national meeting. Um, you know, I think there was like 4,000 full members at our meeting um, for excuse me, 4,000, and then that's full members and support members at our meeting. And then Auxiliary had uh, a 1,000 or so. Um, you know, full me- the um, full member meeting or the national meeting, I guess, you know, it's one of those things where this is my third one that I've been to, it's pretty on par with all the other ones. You're going to have issues when you you have that many people there. You you know, um, I didn't, I didn't particularly had an issue with anything, you know, we're, uh, we're given a voice or we're given a chance to voice, um, what we think of how the organization's going by elections. Right. And, uh, yeah. And then, um, you know, some of the, you know, some some things that can be averted next year is have, you know, parking. Um, yeah, there was there was, a, there was a fucking major confusion there. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, uh, we parked in some places that were, you know, not. We, we weren't told we couldn't. R- right. Until then, you got thousands of motherfuckers in a room. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, hey, by the way, you can't park here. Yeah. And then. And then you have to wait for them to go out and do what they have to do and come back. And yeah, it, I mean, some signage would alleviate all that. So yeah. that, I mean, that's an easy space thing. was plenty big enough. I yeah, mean, yeah. So that was good. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, they, they did a lot of things right. They did. I mean, I, I ain't going to begrudge them for one minor snafu. Yeah. And, um, and so, I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, um, every time you have to do something like when you're on vacation, right. And you have to do something that is now dictated, 
know what I mean, to you to do, it, it's never as fun as the shit you get to do on your own. Um, you got to have a nice little reunion after the meeting. I did. Uh, Chuck Lanning, guy I served with, um, he was in my platoon uh, back in 05, 06. Um, he served in the assault platoon in uh, Echo Company 269 down at Fort Benning with me. Uh, he was a young young private. Um, and then he moved out. Um, he got stationed out in Colorado and then moved out to um, North, uh, South Dakota. Uh, so it was um, really nice to link up with him. Uh, I thought it wasn't going to happen because at some point, you know, we were texting back and forth through uh, – um, text message. That's how you text back and forth. So, um, and uh, you know they made us put our phone on airplane mode because of some of the um, radio waves for the voting machines. Yeah, something I don't know. It's all technical jargon. So I don't get right. So I thought you know we were miss an opportunity. Um, and uh, so you guys head out without me, and I stood around to make sure that. You know, I linked up with him, and, and uh, so that was good um, just to catch up. And we went over and picked up the ladies, and Chrissy got to ride in the sidecar. Yeah, yeah. And, and we uh, got fucking the shit kicked out of us and fucking hail in those few miles between the host hotel and the house. Like, they, they started out little, and they just kept progressively getting bigger. And I had one hit me in the lip for like an hour or two. My lip was fucking numb from where that thing hit. And, uh, yeah, it, it was... But in, in true, you know, again, in true fashion, I recorded that, and I'm like, all hell's breaking loose. <laughs> Holy, get the hell out of here, as I'm, I'm, as I'm commenting on my recording, because um, I have no fucking sense. Um, yeah, because, you know, I, I'm by myself. I'm like, oh, this, you know, I'm, I'm within you know, six miles of the house. I'm like, you know, fuck it. It's six miles. Uh, yeah. I said the same thing. Yeah. I said the same thing. Fuck it. We're only a couple of miles. We can do it. And, and I really regretted <laughs> when, yeah, when I pulled into the driveway and there was a, a pile of hail in my lap that accumulated. <laughs> I'm like, God, but, but your troops did you a solid. Most certainly we had. Cause when I got there, uh, my dad and the sergeant major just had their bikes in the middle of the fucking garage and we couldn't come in. So we're still getting the shit kicked out of us. I'm like, really you two. So, but you know, to their defense, they got everything moved. We got everybody packed in there so that when you got in, you could just whoop, roll right into the garage, you know? So, you know, I appreciate y'all. Yeah. Everybody and, was uh, thinking about you. So, um, yeah. So that was Saturday. Um, we had a spaghetti dinner. Yep. Saturday. I love my wife's cooking. Um, she doesn't do it as often as I would like, but my waistline will tell you that she's a good cook. Right. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, you know, it's kind of one of those things where it was the end of the week. Yep. The, the national meeting already happened. We're leaving in the morning. Uh, you know, I think people just had enough of people. 
people. Because <laughs> uh, we were supposed to do a special podcast episode out there, and you know we were going to do it after the spaghetti dinner. So when Thursday spaghetti didn't happen, we were like, all right, well, we'll move it so that everybody can be there. And then Saturday happened, and logistics, and having to get the gear packed up, and it was it was disheartening. It, it definitely kind of weighed on us a little bit, but you know, shit happens. It does. And and again, grow through what you go through. That's right. And you know, um it's one of those things where when you say it's cool, it has to be you know what I mean, like ultimately it has to be cool. And um we expect Sometimes I think we expect from others what we would expect from ourselves, and that's what gets us in trouble sometimes. Yeah, it's it. It's not fair to put our standard of us on other people. We need to put their. We need to. We need to expect of them what what they're capable of, or or I don't even know how to fucking say that, but. Basically, their standard is their standard, and our standard is our standard. Most, cer- most certainly. There is a standard, but yeah. some people are uh, above, different, lateral, below, all yeah. around for their individual standards. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think some of that was um, a, a, a general of, yeah, well, you know, it's, it was like, hey, when we go to, when we go to uh, Colorado, we're going to have a – we're going to do a podcast and uh, we want everybody to be on it. And everybody's like, ah, thumbs up. You know what I mean? And it was one of those, well, by then they'll forget, by then they'll forget about it or by then, you know. Well, and and, and you said it earlier when we were talking about it um, before we started recording that some people aren't as comfortable as we are at bearing how fucked up we are, you know? And and I get that from the feedback that we get, you know, when um, George, you know, says, hey, man, you guys are saying exactly what I'm thinking. I just couldn't articulate it that way. Yep. That's that's I mean, you know, and uh, some people don't like the ugly. Some people don't like you know they they acknowledge the ugly but you know it's one of those you and, know and and we've said before there's so many different people or so, everybody's on their own journey yep. with what goes on in between their ears yeah and so some people might have a hold on it they're not really dealing with it but they're not letting it overtake their life and they're afraid if they pop the top it's going to overtake their life you know and yep. hey and that's it when we say all the time you have to be comfortable with who you are. Yep. And if you're not comfortable doing this, we understand that. We just, I guess, we, like we were talking about with the trip and, and group riding, um, some individuals didn't articulate to us what they, um, how they truly felt about doing the podcast whether they thought it was going to hurt our feelings yeah. or disappoint us or whatever. And so, you know, we went off what they said was, yeah, motherfucker, thumbs up. Yeah, let's do this. Yeah. And then when it came time to it and they weren't comfortable doing it or it wasn't something they felt they could do, 
they just kind of meh, and then yeah. and you know, and, and I think if if I think we well, and that's and that's again, um, the reason I didn't approach anybody is because of the understanding yep. that I have, uh, the understanding that this ain't for everybody. Yeah, the understanding. That's why I didn't approach anybody. Um, you know, when you when you throw a blanket statement out like, hey. We're going to do a podcast. Everybody's invited to be on. You know, we, you know, this is how we're going to do it. This is how it's going to run. And then we put out a post that, hey, you know, uh, Brandy puts out a post. Hey, you know, the boys are doing this on Saturday after the spaghetti dinner. Uh, we'd like all your questions, you know, because we're going to do a, a panel type thing. And no one responded. You know, those things, you know, um, that's that's the part that gets me. Not the part, you know, at any time somebody's just like, hey, this ain't for me. Cool. Hey, you know, whatever. I'm not, I'm not threatening anybody to sit in this chair. I'm not, you know, that ain't what no. this is. That we, ain't what we, the, I, think, I think it's, um, like you say, you, you don't want to disappoint anybody. I think they didn't want to disappoint but they they weren't comfortable just telling us no because they know how important it is to us right right so I think they thought if they just said it out loud it would be like them not supporting us and and I think I would hope that they would know that being honest and upfront with us is way more important than hurting our feelings yes yeah, or not showing up yeah or you know um, not being present. You know, you know I mean? a, a simple text message of, hey, uh, not really feeling it, or hey, you know, last night we've got something else we want to do, or, or just whatever. Yeah. But we were sitting there thinking this is what's going to happen. And I think that was the part that hurt worse than anything is them not having, them not just saying, hey, you know, this is what's going on, letting us sit there being, because we were excited. Yeah. We had a lot of excitement about this. And then sitting there and then stewing in our excitement that turned to disappointment. And then, you know, to his credit, all out hauled everything out and hauled everything back. But he had to pack his trailer. And so we had to get the stuff loaded up so we couldn't wait all night. So, you know, and and it I mean, it was what it was. And it we missed an opportunity of something we thought would be special. But, you know, fuck it. You know, it is what it is. This too shall pass. <laughs> this, this, yeah, this too shall pass. I mean, that, again, it it didn't, it didn't rise to the level of me having to say something to someone, right? I was able to compartmentalize everything you were talking about. You know, to me, I was like, because... I have so much candor. Like if I have no problem being like, nah, that's fucked up. I'm not doing that bullshit. You know what I mean? I have no problem. You know, a lot of people aren't like that though. Right. And, and I think it also helped that it wasn't just you or it wasn't just me. It was the both of us kind of feeling the same way. And we were able to articulate those feelings to each other. Right. And then all, by the way, we have an avenue (laughs) 
right. to group therapy man, that shit. Man, fuck those guys. <laughs> no, you guys are not this episode, so fuck that guy, okay? I'm just throwing that out there. But no, and, and so we don't we don't begrudge everybody. No. We understood in the time we just had a case, you know, the hurt feelings, but you know, fuck feelings, you get over those. Right. And that's again, it didn't rise for me, it didn't it never rose to the level of having to have a conversation with people be like hey man i thought we were better friends than this that has nothing to do with it you see what i'm saying yep. I, I was quickly able to be like that has nothing to do with yeah. it you know if i need to be a better friend and understand his comfort level yep. or her comfort level or it wasn't a scenario that would ruin friendships it just gave us a case of the butt hurts on saturday night and by sunday morning we were gravy oh yeah 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 um um so but, we're not we're not mad at anybody no, or anything no. like that. It, at the time, we were just a little dis, you know that thing with your dad. You know, I'm not mad at you. I'm disappointed. Yeah. You know, you're a little disappointed, right? But you know, in the, in the grand scheme of things, it was what it was. And yeah, and I would tell you, I didn't drink beer the whole week until that last night because Andy had like 17. He had to get rid of, <laughs> and uh, fucking Sergeant Major, fucking Miller Lights. <laughs> the Miller Lights went down pretty good after you know. <laughs> people not wanting to do the podcast but uh then sunday morning we got up and left yeah linked up with uh brothers and sisters from new mexico that we rode with last year in kentucky yeah um yeah double uh double t was uh a member of our chapter that, yep. he got a he got a job out in new mexico so he's He's out there, and um, it's always good to see our brothers and always, sisters from New Mexico. They're great good. to ride with. Yeah, and it's 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 like it's amazing that you know two different communities can come together and and ride. And um, man, it's nice. So we were able to link up with them, ride down twenty five again in New Mexico. Um, once we got our, once we got to our stop in New Mexico, where we were going to break off, um, lots of hugs and love. Yeah, Double T was like, "Hey, uh, right down the road here is a volcano." <laughs> You're like, there "Ain't no motherfucking volcano in New Mexico. It ain't Hawaii, <laughs> right? A fucking volcano." He's like, "Yeah, you can't miss it. It's on the left side as you go down the road." I'm like, "All right." <laughs> Right, so I look at everybody. I'm like, "You guys want to go to a volcano?" They're like, "Yeah, we want to go to a fucking volcano." Only like, one motherfucker in our group knew there was a volcano in New Mexico, and of course, it was the science teacher. Well, I mean, <laughs> she, she, we're all like, "What?" And she's like, uh, "Yeah, are are you fucking stupid? Yeah. Did you not pay attention?" <laughs> like, she is pretty smart. Um, but yeah, I mean, so we go to the what is it? The Capulo. Ca- Capulin, god damn it! Yeah. We'd spent all this time and I forgot it. Capulin, ca- okay. Capulin, cap- Capulin. It's it, oh fuck. Anyways, it's the name of the town and the it's, volcano is named after it. Yeah, it's south of Peplo. C A P U L I N for you motherfuckers need to look it up because I, I fuck I looked it up too so I can make sure I pronounced it correctly. Right. So it's Spanish. Right. That's nature. why. Right. So, anyways, uh, in my defense, if you didn't know a fucking if there's a sign that didn't say the volcano's right here, you'd fucking ride by that motherfucker. Because yeah. it's... Now, granted, in New Mexico, there ain't mountain ranges. I mean, there's there's just, you know, every now and then there'll be a <laughs> fucking, you know, gang of rocks. Yeah. 
because we were in we were in eastern New Mexico, getting ready to go into Texas right. and Oklahoma, which is flat. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, if this motherfucking sign didn't say turn left, I don't think I would have turned left. But anyway, I digress. Three miles up the road, you stop. Nice sign. Uh, take pictures in front of, and then they're like, "Hey, you want to ride to the top?" We're like, I "Man, fuck it, we're here, right?" Yeah. So, yeah, we rode to the top. It was which, so cool. Yeah, so cool. The 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 uh, lava rocks down at the bottom of it. Um, just the 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 scenery from top. Jesus Christ! Yeah, you um, see for fucking ever. Um, I think we saw far in my brain. It seemed like we saw farther from there than we did from Pike's Peak, just because there's so much flat around yeah, this thing. Like right. it sticks up like, yeah. It was it was it was amazing. So yeah. and we now. got to ride to the top of a fucking volcano, right? Yeah, which was cool. Um, then uh, left out from there, rode through Texas. Fucking uh, hot and flat. Hot and flat, you know, and, you know, that was the start of this heat wave that's hit Texas. Yeah. Um, that was also the section of the road where we ran into last week's fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, still, fuck that guy. Yeah. Um, forever. Um, so, yeah, ran into, you know, ran into... Um, our brothers, our brothers from Oklahoma, yep. down um, two different gas stops. We we they just yeah. happened to time their arrivals with our arrivals, and we got to you know again pictures and hugs and love and yeah, it, it's it's amazing how you know uh, this organization does that and uh, yeah, I mean it was pretty. Uh, the road back was pretty uneventful. Uh, we had um, we had that storm when we rolled out from Oklahoma in the morning. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, that was Monday morning. That was Monday morning. That was, uh, hit, uh, hit a deer carcass. Um, you know, we got, kind of got split up. Um, I think it was best because of the weather and the well, traffic. I mean, with uh, the initial, push, oh yeah, yeah. We, we, the, the initial push we, we left, you know, we got into Oklahoma city right at rush hour. On Monday morning traffic with a with a fucking storm storm coming down um, hit hit a fucking deer carcass um, and we well we got separated and then you hit the deer carcass and you pulled over we weren't prepared for you to pull over because we were farther back so now we're trying to dive across right we had no idea that you had hit a deer carcass because we didn't see it because right. we weren't you know it was different so there was a lot of confusion and chaos there you were you know trying to figure out what the fuck happened and. Yeah, because I couldn't see I couldn't see y'all behind me, and because uh, visibility sucked. Yeah, yeah. So um, we stopped, um, and uh, you know, um, we decided to put the three wheels in a group and put the two wheels in a group and, and split the chase vehicles and and we we broke out one leg one leg of the ride. Um, 100, 140 miles, whatever it was, one leg of the ride that we rode separately, but it it worked out. Yeah, I mean, we rode separately, but we were we were in, I mean, we could see like right. it was it was like maybe a couple miles in yeah. between us, yeah. but it just it and like I explained to you, you know, because I was kind of in the first bike in the in the second group, it enabled you 
you weren't res- you didn't have to feel responsible for a group that you couldn't see because of the weather. Right. You know, you were still going to be responsible for us, but you didn't have the immediate stress of where are they at, what's going on. It was it, you know, you right. could look at it as a separate chalk behind you. Yeah. And and I'm the type of person that's like you. I'm paying attention to everybody behind me. Even when I'm not in the the front of the pack, I'm right. still paying attention to everybody yeah. behind me cuz you know, that's Dad and I had a conversation yesterday. I didn't grow up in a club life, right? Um, but my dad is a very old school biker. He has a very a lot of old school qualities and viewpoints about things, and that's one of the things he taught me was, you know, those type of idiosyncrasies. And he apologized for it. I'm like, don't fucking apologize. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. You know that that type of quality makes me happy. Uh, you know, uh, when I ride in a group, but um. Yeah, I think ultimately it was for the best. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, for our group trying to navigate, and then for the you know the the, the two wheels group trying to navigate because it's a completely different experience for us to navigate through shit traffic and weather versus you guys. You have a little bit more flexibility, and when you can wiggle in and out, you know, with us and the trailer and all that, it was just a lot. It was a lot different, but it worked. It worked it, out it, well. It, it did, and and I took it. I took it personal. You did. I, took, I, I did. And I tried really hard to tell you it wasn't personal, but in the moment you weren't having it because you were already amped up about hitting the deer carcass and everything else. Yeah, I was, yeah. But 140 yeah. miles later, I think yeah, yeah. It, it was. you kind of realized that it was best for the group. It was. And and um, I did. So, uh, yeah. I mean, it. It, it wasn't. Know. Splitting up wasn't, wasn't me trying to tell you that you failed. It was me trying to do the best that I thought for the back half and then also for your sanity. Oh, I mean, ultimately, it was, you know, right. that, that was a huge part right. of it. Well, because what uh, uh, another thing, another point that we, we, uh, I kept reminding myself of is, you know, every, every gas station we stop at, every place we stop to eat, every, you know, when you wear this patch, it says combat veteran. Everybody thanks you for your service. Everybody. And uh, we're so appreciative. You know, uh, we're not those, uh, you know, fuck you. You know, I'm I'm always appreciative when someone thanks me for my service. There were hundreds of people on the road out and back that were so polite and appreciative and honored. And it was, it was so, it was so, it's, it feels uncomfortable at the time because of the type of people that we are um, because we don't, you know, we don't need when people say stuff like that, it kind of makes me feel like I just, I didn't do anything special. You know what I mean? Like, like for me, I think that reverence should be held for people that, you know, ultimate sacrifice, major accomplishment, you know, guys with the, the, the fucking highest honor, you know, medal of honor and stuff like that. So I don't know. It just makes me feel uncomfortable, but I don't, I don't let that uncomfortable pass onto the person who's thanking me because right. they don't know different. Right. And, um, yeah, a lot of people thanked us for our service, but then you get on the road <laughs> and let me tell you, they don't give a fuck. <laughs> That's that same swing and dink at the swing and dick at the last gas station they that thanked you for your service just cut you fuck. off. <laughs> they don't give a fuck. They don't care. I, I mean, it's it's one of those things where you're like, yeah, these motherfuckers. Now, 
you know, I've been on the bike several times and people have honked as they ride by and, and gave me one of those fucking, you know, shucka bras, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, you know, cool. But for the most part, we ride in the left lane because with nine bikes, it only makes sense. Yeah. The, the ride in the right lane and to deal with um, oncoming traffic from all these um, ramps, the, you know, it just. It's dangerous. You'll always have a break in yeah. contact if you're always letting cars in between you. So, you and know. It's not common knowledge, which it should be, but it's not to not squeeze into a group of bikes. It, right. It's not safe for you and it's not safe for the bikes. Right. So what I do is we hang out in the left lane. Yep. We hang out in the left lane and we're usually going about five to 10 over. Yes. I stay around eight, eight, eight's my sweet spot, but we're, we're five to 10 miles over the speed limit in the passing lane. And when them cars come up on the right side, I'm never, uh, I'm always waving them in, right? Because I know, you know, we're a deterrent right now. You know what I mean? And I'm always waving them in, and I'll even um, crack off the uh, throttle so you can get in, right? So I'm always accommodating. And, and um, it's... And un- it, unless you're an asshole. Yeah. But, well, and because a lot of times what you don't want is it to turn into a road rage incident. Right. But, again, I know that... Being in the left lane is an inconvenience to those people wanting to go faster than 10 miles an hour. And sometimes it's a mental thing when you roll up, you know, you come off an exit or whatever, and you just see a group of cars in front of you. They can be going 90, and you want to go 92. Yeah. It's just a mental, you know what I mean? Like, I want to go now, and these people are, you know, so... Um, people in general are just impatient as fuck. Most certainly. Especially on the road. So, you know, um, so yeah, another thing that's evident is they love you for your service when they're standing next to you. When they're in the car next to you, they don't give a fuck. Yeah. Don't give a fuck. Um, so yeah. So then we went through Oklahoma. Yep. And Arkansas. Arkansas. Stayed the night. No, no, we went up into past Memphis to what Jackson, yeah. right? Jackson, yeah, yeah. Tennessee. Uh-huh. Stayed the night. We 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 dabbled with the thoughts of dipping our toe into Mississippi. The, yeah, the the sip as uh, just because I it's not a state that we'd rode in. We right. wanted to put our you know the goal you know ultimately the goal is to ride in all fifty states, yep. maybe a couple countries while we're at it. Yep, yep. But you know, so you you can't you can't claim you rode in a state if you don't at least go into the state. Yeah, and and buy a shot glass. Yeah. So, um, but we we didn't do that. Um, Pixar didn't happen. That's right. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, the 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 ride home was pretty uneventful until we hit Cincinnati. Yep. And uh, I was having some issues. You know, I knew you know sidecar tire wasn't wearing correctly. I was trying to make some adjustments on the fly. They weren't working out. They were making the bike harder to control, and. Um, you know, I anticipated a a problem with the bike tire on the left side of the rear tire. When we're coming up 275 after we cross the river, coming up that incline, around that curve, 
and I felt I heard the pop, and the whole ass end of the bike just got squirrely on me. I knew the back tire let loose. I expected the left side of the back tire to be the one that let loose. Nope, it was the right side of the back tire. It was a it, I, my cousin's a tire guy. He's a manager at a tire place. He helped get me on my two tires. He looked at it and he said on that on that right side of the tire, you could see where the tire was getting so hot it was melting, and it created um, like like the rubber started to separate from the the like a cupping. Yeah. Well, not, not even like a cupping, like the rubber started to separate from the inside of the tire where oh. the, 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 um, fucking radial is. Yeah. That, that, the, like the weaving of, yep. and, and when the rubber started to separate because of the heat, it, it just started tearing off. And when that one piece tore off and it left that, that, the, like, it looks like a weaving of threads, um, that it, it just fucking, it let loose on Damn. me. So there was really, I mean, it, I thought I had the sidecar dialed in because it handled pretty good. But you can't test 3,475 miles, 11 states in 12 days. Yeah. Can't test it. Got to do it. And, you know, um, you know, I, I wish I could have made some adjustments on the fly, but with the way the sidecar set up, it's not an easy adjustment on the fly kind of thing. So got new. I'm dark siding it, put a car tire on the back. Um, got a new tire on the sidecar. I've got to reconnect everything, and, and I've got to – a better understanding of how to make my adjustments so that it doesn't happen again, hopefully. But with the car tire on the back, I think that's going to alleviate a lot of my problems as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, that really, my bike was the only breakdown issue um, with the water pump and then the back tire. For the most part, everything else was kind of uneventful mechanically. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, I had... You know, the sidecar hadn't been on long. It only had maybe a 1,000 miles at that point, maybe 1,500. Um, and it was, you know, local stuff, nothing too crazy. Right. You know, and like I said, I beat the shit out of that bitch. You know, Most certainly. 109 miles across Kansas, six gear, 75 miles an hour, 80 miles an hour, yeah. wide open throttle for 109 miles. And, yeah. you know, I beat it going up Pikes Peak and everywhere else, you know, because it's a lot of work slinging that big bitch around. And, uh, yeah. you know, she just... If I have a back tire said, fuck you, dude, I'm done. <laughs> so uh, everybody pulled off. Uh, the group made a decision to stay the night because there was a nasty-ass storm rolling in. Um, I was waiting on Dad to come down with the trailer because we had to get that home. Um, Chrissy had to work. Yeah, I mean, Andy, Chrissy, Andy wanted to get home. So I came, I pulled off the exit. Um, we rolled into a, uh, tire USA or whatever the hell it was. Um, and, uh, first thing I got off the bike, I'm like, Hey, you have sidecar tires. They're like, how big? I'm like, small for a sidecar. And they're like, I don't think there's like, there's a, a, uh, power sport shop down the street. I said, okay, thanks. And, and then someone's like, no, it, it was his back tire. I'm like, oh shit. I'm like. Because everybody thought it was the sidecar tire because it was the one that was wearing weird. Most certainly. And uh, so, um, because I'm I'm getting I'm getting information on the side of the highway. They're like, Sean blew a tire. You know, and I'm like, all right. We rolled up to the next exit. And I just, you know, assumed it was the sidecar because we just talked about at one of the stops uh, the sidecar. So. Because I kept you updated with how the bike was doing so that you would be aware if something happened, you know, right. this is what's going on. 
again, information. Yep. And, uh, and I was the third bike from the back. Rich was behind me and Sandy was behind him. Yeah. And, uh, so, I mean, it was one of those things. Once we got there, that's the first thing I asked. You, you got tired. Da, 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 da. Hey, there's a power sport place across the street. And then, you know, Brandy's like, um, well, we didn't have Brandy yet. So I'm like, all right, well, um, I'm going to go back and see what's what. Because we didn't have the trail cars there either at the time. Because they, they broke off, um, you know, going a different route. So uh, that's when I came down, talked to you guys, you know, dad's on his way, da-da-da-da-da. I'm like, all right, let's, like, at the very least, we can pick up, uh, me and Bobby came down, like, very least we can pick up Brandy and Jay and get them off the road. Yeah, because uh, he was... When I initially pulled off the side of the road, I had him get out of the sidecar and move over to the, you know, where the, the rail is for safety reasons. Right. He was pissed. I made him get out of his fucking sidecar. So I pushed it farther off of the road and into the grass so he could get back into his sidecar and be comfortable while he was sitting on the side of the road. Because, you know. Right. So. Reasons. Yeah. So we do that. Go back up. And now, you know. Now we're trying to figure out how we can get your bike off the side of the road. And that's where the, let's call a U-Haul spot, let's call this, that, and the other. That's when Link um, took it upon himself to uh, put a post out on Facebook. Um, on our Ohio page for our group. That's right. And, uh, you know, anybody, you know, in the area that can help out, da-da-da-da-da. And then, you know... Um, and people came down and helped out, yep. you know. Bill T-Bone Bowman. Hell yeah. And, I tell uh, him, you're my hero. Um, and then, uh, so, you know, me, you, and uh, Rich down there, you know, uh, tried to ride that thing up the trailer too wide, <laughs> have to come down, have to, you know, shimmy the, tra- uh, shimmy the sidecar yep. into the bike. And had to bust all the bolts loose, all yep. my adjustments, all slide up. everything together. <laughs> Um, and, uh, fucking, and, fucking weeks of work and, <laughs> pissed down the drain. Right. And then we, we finally get it up on the trailer and, and get it off, you know, get it off the road and we get back up and, uh, you know, everyone had, uh, decided to, uh, Hey, we're, you know, rain, you know, angry rains coming in and it was angry. Uh, it's late in the day. Um, you know, uh, 90% of this ride is going to be in rain in the dark. Yeah. Same people had spoken. <laughs> the, right. right. The, the, the people, the people, right. Um, yeah. I mean, the common sense group. <laughs> yeah. And, and my only thing was, um, you know, Chrissy had to be back at work. Um, you that, had to be home Tuesday that, night. So she'd go to work Wednesday morning. And, um, and I'm like, you know, like my thought process is if I get a room tonight, we're leaving me and hers leaving at the wee hours. And then um, she's got to go work all day. Yeah. Um, and that's not fair to her. Right. Um, regardless, you know, her, her, um, her sidekick at work, her, you know, um, they, they run this, um, section, uh, 
you know, the one A, the one B. I, I um, equate it to being a PL and a platoon sergeant. You know what I mean? Um, so her her um, cohort and her section was going on vacation that next day. So someone had to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Someone had to be there. And, uh, and so. It wasn't a scenario where she even had an opportunity that she could miss. She had to be there because there was nobody else going to be there. Right. Because I mean, she's coming off vacation. They're going on vacation. Yes. There was and, no buffer. And you don't want to, you don't want to be the person that says, Hey, you're going to have to bump your vacation a day because I'm bumping mine an extra day. Right. And that's, that's, that's dickhead all the way around. Yeah. You don't, that's a, that's a straight dick move. So, um, and then, you know, people are like, Hey, you know, and, and I'm like, listen, we have cars here. If cars are driving back, you know, the harbors are going to Columbus. Um, you know, if we got her to Columbus, Chances are one of her fam- like her all her whole family's up in Columbus. We can get her to Columbus. They can probably get her home in cars, and I'll stay. And and Andy came over to me. He's like, "Hey, boss, I'm going home." I'm like, "Well, fuck everything, all that shit I just said a minute ago. <laughs> that's fucking moot right now. We're fucking riding." Yeah. And because uh, again, where where one goes, the other goes. Most certainly, we're not going by ourselves. Yeah. You know, like, and he he wasn't riding home alone. Yeah. I had to go home, um, and uh, so and and like you said, with going to Mount Evans, if you were going to go, oh yeah, there's a couple people that are going to go, whether it's sane or not, and yep. so that's what happened. You two, you know, non-sane decision. We're 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 and, fucking traveling, and uh, so we filled up. And he's like, hey, um, I think we fill up here. We can make it all the way, and I'm like, that's fine. So it, it you know, the longest stretch. Uh, it was a hundred, hundred and sixty some miles, sixty two, whatever it was. It was the longest stretch of the whole fucking trip. Um, in, in the dark, in some angry fucking rain. Yeah, in the dark, in some angry, angry rain. The, the only, I think, I know the road. Uh, I, I, I fucking know the road. I know um, ESPN is not a sponsor. Right. right. Uh, my shit's on airplane mode, too. I don't understand. Um, um, I know the road. I've been down 71. You know, my, my daughter went to school at Cincinnati. Um, UC. Um, not a sponsor. Um, but, yeah, so I know the road. I, you know, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Drive straight for 80-some miles. Bang a right on the 270, you know, get on 70 and then, you know, another 60 miles or so. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, but I'm telling you, the, the, the rain fucked with my radio, fucked with my, you know, um, at, at one point I had to turn my radio off. Um, but, the radio's off, but just like my phone right now on airplane mode and it's dinging and, you know, ESPN's coming through or whatever. Um, my radio is off on my, on my bike, but I'm still getting notifications from GPS. And let me tell you, you know, on ways, 
uh, and I'm not even running. Here's the crazy part. I'm not even running Waze. I'm running uh, Google Maps was, you know, but Waze is telling me there's hazards on the side of the road. And I'm telling you, it comes to me. <laughs> I've heard this story. That's why I'm already laughing. Right. It comes to me <laughs> after about 40 miles, 50 miles of silence. Just hazard ahead. I'm like, I'm like, God. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You, you and Chrissy have headsets. Yes. But there's a problem with your headsets to where she can hear you, but you can't hear her. Yes. Okay. So now that we've said this Oh, yeah, stage. yeah, yeah. Well, right. <laughs> and the the mics are off, right? So communication's off. So um, there's a setting on the radio that I have to turn the intercom on for us to talk, right? That's off. And I keep it off because I like to sing the music. I like, you know... <laughs> The, all the things that annoy her, it's, it's not fair to her when she can't annoy me back, right? And I told her at one point, I'm like, this is the only way we get to argue. And she's like, fuck you. I can't hear you. <laughs> you know, and she's giving me the giving me the, the bird. And uh, I'm like, this is the only way we're, we're allowed to argue right here. Um, but, yeah, so the intercom is off. It's not supposed to work. The radio is off. It's not supposed to work. The, the the fucking program that's talking to me over the radio ain't even the one I'm using, but it says hazard reported ahead. And I'm like, and I fucking freaked the fuck out. <laughs> so I'm talking out loud in my headset and I'm like, God, God, is that you? Like, I'm like, holy shit, God's a woman. They they were right. God's and they're a woman. giving me directions. Yeah. And I'm like, God's telling me there's a hazard ahead. I'm like, man, you should have talked to me about an hour ago <laughs> and told me not to go. You know? So um but yeah, it, and but Chrissy can hear the whole thing. She is cracking up. And uh so you're having this one-on-one -on -one conversation yes, with God. Legit conversation with God. And uh, I'm like, Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, we get home and. Uh, At one point you asked her if she could hear you, right? Yeah. And she didn't say a fucking thing yeah. or do a thing. She, yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, she can't hear me. I'm good. <laughs> and then we get off and she is fucking hysterical. <laughs> hysterical. Um my jesus christ i like it's uh, i mean startling like you're in, it's me again margaret right because you're in complete silence focused on the rain and road ahead it's it. dark like you complete. just feel like you're alone and you know and i've told you and i've said it before on here the reason why i have my radio up so loud is it, it helps control my brain my thoughts keeps me you know the, the music you know helps me it helps you focus yes because when you, when it's not there the quiet time your brain's all over the place all the fuck squirrel yeah so so here i am in a fucking helmet right like i don't even get like the wind that much 
I, it's just quiet. And I'm like, and then I hear fucking hazard reported ahead. And I'm like, fuck, fuck. Like, God, God, are you talking? Like, holy shit. Like, God's a goddamn woman. And she, like, I'm having this conversation, and I'm sure there's more to that, you know, more than a conversation, you know, and I'm talking to myself. And the whole while, she's hearing me and cracking the fuck up. So. She's dying laughing. Yes. You have no idea she can hear you. Right. Yeah, it's it's it was a perfect recipe for you to be an idiot. Right. And <laughs> right right so uh, again what we've talked about we're comfortable telling stories of us being idiots most certainly most most certainly i mean i yeah um but yeah like and it was it wasn't um like the you know the god thing was like i knew it wasn't god you know what i mean like like at at about three seconds i knew what the fuck happened but the radio's still off you know what I mean? It's it's not saying you know turn right. Not, you know your I mean? logical brain is saying that there's no way that that voice should be talking to you right now. Let alone you should be able to, um, Chrissy should be able to hear what you're saying. None of you know. So we pull into we pull into the garage. The radio's still off. Like so, I turn the radio on, and what happens on my, my road glide, the water puddles and it, it kind of dances on the screen and whatever, whatever it's. When, it, when the rain's it, hitting it, it's, it'll, it'll make yeah. it jump. Right. So the, the rain drops are acting as my finger. But, uh, Harley Davidson claims that that does not happen. Uh, they can eat a dick. Um, but, but yeah, so that, that fucking happens. And, uh, but we make it home. Uh, you know, we, we threw some grilled cheese down our, our, our throat, the, the warm up, took a nice hot shower and, uh, yeah, made it other than, you know, God speaking to me, no issues whatsoever. It wasn't, the rain wasn't as bad when we rode through it as, um, it, cause I, I left it later. Right. With the truck and the trailer. And it was fucking horrible. Like I could barely see in some sections. Oh, I mean, but it wasn't, it was, you know, the thunder, the lightning, the, the, the high winds, the very, very frightening. Right. That, (laughs) that stuff, it it didn't, it didn't, um, manifest, manifest itself while we were out there. So, um, and then Andy followed you, and and yep. then when you peeled off, he said it was it was rough going those last what forty fifty miles to yeah. his place. Yeah, and Andy followed me, and um, so in my head I'm like I'm gonna go to um, Norwich, which is you know um, the exit between ours. I said I'll take you down there, and then I'll double back. Um. Just, just to let him, you know, just another twenty, another twenty minutes or so, so that you know he's he's not doing all forty miles um, by himself, and uh, yeah, and then uh, we we bumped off and came home, and he he got off, and he said it was he said it was Harry going, 
uh, when he got the, when he seen the lights of the big power plant down by Buffalo, he was like, "All right, I'm almost home." Yeah. And then uh, he said, "We got to the bottom of his driveway." He's like, "I just I just need to make it to my driveway. I can get up the driveway in my fucking sleep. I just need to make it to the driveway." And he said he was going up the driveway. It's all fucking wet and soft. And then he seen fucking lights behind him, and he's like, "What the fuck?" And it was a uh, Duchess. She had. Um, <laughs> GPS tracked his ass and knew he was pulled in the driveway. We we would have to have a conversation. <laughs> and then and then he said he got in there, he got off the bike, and he was like, I just need a minute. <laughs> and then he said he went inside, he curled up on the couch with her, she put a blanket over him, and he was gone. <laughs> See, the, the whole... The whole GPS tracking would have warmed me up real quick. Real quick. Like, how the fuck you know I'm home? Oh, um, God spoke to me. There was a hazard ahead. God, God spoke to me. But, yeah, I mean. Um, all in all, 12 days, 11 states, almost 30, anywhere between 34, 50, and 3,600 miles, depending yeah. on what happened with you. Um, yeah, weather, a uh, little bit of snow, a little bit of rain, a little bit of hail. Altitude sickness. A l- little bit of <laughs> fucking altitude, a little bit of sun, a yeah. lot of heat. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, a little bit of everything. Great trip. Yep. Um, I, 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 you know, um, it, it, we would be remiss um, if we didn't mention, you know, two of our brothers from Ohio that went down and and died uh, on this trip, um, Bondo and Zoot, and uh, may they ever, forever rest easy. And uh, but you know, it's one of those things where every year, um, you know, every year National Week takes lives of uh, combat veterans. And, and, and it makes you take a step back and be like, why the fuck would everyone want to ride to nationals if somebody ain't coming home and it's it's what we just talked about in the last, you know, two hours. It's it's the journey. It's the growth. Um, you, you grow through what you go through. And let me tell you... Um, as years as the years go on, we will we will we will look back in fondness of the hail. We will look back in fondness of the altitude. We will look back in fondness of you know sitting on the side of the road down in Cincinnati. The, uh, the pizza guy in Dodge City that couldn't figure out where the hotel was with the giant sign that he drove past like four pe- times. Right, that you know that you have to pay for delivery and then you have to go basically <laughs> deliver the shit yourself so yeah and uh bear just uh reminded me you know as he crawls up on top of me and gives me much loving uh this week's fuck that guy oh yeah um where, where, where yeah where is go it ahead. I, I got you go ahead man. all right so this week's fuck that guy is a broad general statement because we don't want to you know be busted for you know whatever they can get you for um people who breed dogs solely for the sake of making money, but not loving the dogs the way a dog deserves to be loved. Well, fuck that guy. Um, we rescued a couple of dogs. Our last three dogs have been rescues slash rehomes. Last two have been from um, a breeder. 
they're not a puppy mill. Like so, I mean, there's there's a different level to this, but the dogs don't know how to be dogs. They don't know how to be on a collar. They don't know how to walk on a leash. They don't know how to be dogs, and it's very frustrating for me because I love dogs more than I love people, and I really didn't want to take on a sixth dog, but I couldn't let this dog go somewhere and to just be used as another breeding machine. So we we took her home. Um, she's been an adventure. But, um, yeah, if, if you're going to breed a dog, be a reputable breeder. Yeah, the laws may not mean you have to do it. You know, I made a phone call to ask some questions um, a while back. And as long as they've got food, water, and shelter, they're good to go, according to the state of Ohio. But you know what? Be better because dogs deserve better. I can't. I mean, I, I'm i not a dog guy like you, you are. I mean, um, I got bear because he was free <laughs> I'm straight up. I mean, I got bear because he was free. Um, he's looking at you like dad, what the fuck, bro? Right. It's like <laughs> four years, man, get over it. But straight up, I mean, you know, at the time I got bear, I wasn't taking care of myself very well. And, you know, um, Chrissy's son got him for Chrissy's daughter. Right. And then Chrissy's daughter was in a relationship that ended and, and now, you know, it was two people taking care of a dog. Now it's one person taking care of a dog and I'm at work all day, you know, kind of thing. And like you said, she recognized that she couldn't give the dog the love he needed. Yep. Um, so he's like, Hey, um, your boyfriend, <laughs> don't do shit all day <laughs> you think he you know and i'm like yeah um so you know november 2019 we got him um and uh you know you didn't realize how much you needed him till you got him uh, yeah, but, yeah I mean, I, like i get it right i mean um now i've had um dogs in the past i had a cocker spaniel uh with my young my oldest daughter um, and then I had a boxer, um, for me. Um, and then we had, uh, a, uh, lab boxer, no lab pit bull mix, um, for my youngest daughter. So, I mean, I say I'm not a dog. You're a dog person. You're just not one like me. Right. I yeah. mean, I. There's yeah. levels to this shit. Yeah. And, and you I'm, wouldn't take on six dogs. <laughs> no. No, but a lot of people don't understand why I took on a six dog or actually the last three dogs. Um, and, and like I told, because my dad's like, bro, you can't save them all. And I'm like, you're right. I can't. But I can save the ones that get put in my path. Yeah. And this one got put in my path. I initially said no. Um, but circumstances changed. Um, I thought about it more. And. I gave her brother, we, we gave, I say I, but we gave her brother a great home, and he's flourished. I know we can do the same thing for her. Right. Um, so she got put in my path for a reason. Yep. My reason is I'm going to make sure that she gets to be a dog, and because like I said before, and I'll say it again, humans do not deserve dogs. Yeah, straight up. Yeah. It, I don't, there's a lot of things about organized religion that I don't believe in. But if you want to tell me angels exist, I'll tell you they're four legs and furry. Yeah. And, uh, 
I mean, yeah, I'm with you. And and uh, I'm trying to find my train of thought that I was going to say. It's on the tracks next to the Colorado River at the bottom of the Royal Gorge. <laughs> Probably so. Um, but, yeah, I mean. Um, I know today was a long-winded one. Yeah. It was a long trip. We had a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah. But it was lighthearted for the most part. You know, yeah. um, you yeah. know, it wasn't so doom and gloom like some of our episodes have been. Uh, I, I think today was a good one. I know we had talked earlier about trying to get our our mojo back. I think today was a good day of getting our mojo back. Yeah. Hopefully it translates to everyone that listens, you know, may not be the hard hitting subjects that most people are used to, but. Um, right. And uh, as always, we appreciate you uh, listening uh, we we welcome your feedback and uh, hit us up. And uh, if you're not a fucking dog person and uh, you just want to make money off those mutts. Fuck that guy. You're this week's fuck that guy. So <laughs> until next time. <laughs> we encourage your feedback and want to hear your stories. Hit us up. WhiskeyWillsWounds.com. You'll find links to our social media, and email. Remember, everyone deployed around the world, those still missing in action and prisoners of war, the homeless veterans in this country, and those veterans lost to suicide each year. Find a reason, not an excuse. Thank you for listening. See you next time.